0: It's Star Weeps with Harrison and Molly. Welcome to Star Weeps. I have some fun Star Wars news I want to start off with at the top. I mean, we've already been talking about it for five minutes, but <laughs> but I still, I still want to uh, get some stuff off my chest. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Getting up on a soapbox. I have my little box of soap. I'm going to put it Let's down on the ground. Sense. I'm going to stand on it. I'm standing on my box of soap. So, there is a creator. I might have even sent you some videos by him on TikTok. There's a whole subgenre of Star Wars TikTok. It's a pretty awesome community. A lot of commentators out there. Like, a lot of people uh, talk about, you know, Disney canon stuff. There are some people that focus only on, like, legend stuff, which happened in the books and the comics before Disney bought Star Wars. Um, And one of those creators, the latter ones, uh, was called Star Wars Dinks, and he was a little puppet. He was a cute little muppet that, like, mm-hmm. someone like operated, and he would basically just uh, give some lore. On, like, people would like ask him questions in the comments, and he would just like make videos uh, answering those questions. They'd be, like, oh, how did this? You know, how do light red lightsabers work in in Canada? Are they synthetic or are they natural? And he would be like, well, he started every video by saying, "Here's the thing." And he would go into a little spiel and give the legends answer for something. Um, So that was kind of like his thing. He he would talk about like what you know different kinds of vehicles, different kinds of relationships between characters, like Luke and Mara Jade, the Yuuzhan Vong War, all this really cool stuff that people like don't really know a lot about because it's very inaccessible if you haven't read like literally nineteen books of content. Um, But it just came out recently. Everyone thought this guy was really cool. That he was like inclusive. He's a little Muppet. He's a little Muppet on TikTok talking about Star Wars. Someone found the guy who operated the Muppet, like his personal social media, Uh and found out that he's like crazy homophobic (laughs) and like low-key racist and has been making posts about like how Disney is pushing, in his words to use this exactly, the gay agenda in Marvel and in Star Wars and saying that it's ruining all their content um what and, uh, you know in what? <laughs> like yeah and, but you know what like the thing was like most people were like okay you know what like he made a lot of these comments back in like like you know between like early 2010s and then like 2017 right like these that's where a lot of these comments came from and everyone's like <laughs> you know it's been five years since he's made some of these like maybe we can give him the benefit of the doubt, like, we'll call him out on it, but, like, you know, if he's, like, oh, I've grown as a person, I'm not that person anymore, like, I had these views, I had experiences that changed my perspective, I did my research, whatever, and, like, I I don't believe that anymore, like, sure, I said it's on my Facebook wall, whatever, but, no, he made an apology video as the puppet, and doubled down on all of this shit, and, like, didn't actually apologize, he was, like, oh, I still think they're promoting this agenda. I still think that, like, all this is happening, and now I'm being canceled for just speaking the truth. Oh, and it just goodness. went, like, full Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson on everybody, and it was so fucking funny. And everyone, it just became a bit on Star Wars TikTok where everyone was like, the fucking puppet is homophobic and racist? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is just such an insane universe that we live in. It's the darkest timeline. It's so bizarre. The Muppet really is. is homophobic.
1: That's rough, buddy. I'm sorry to hear that.
0: It's okay. It's really okay. But everyone is kind of like, you know what? He started every video by saying, like, here's the thing, which just kind of has like a snarky little like undertone to it, right? Like, I don't know what it is, but it just uh, it seems like a rude it's
1: giving me mansplaining.
0: Yes, he all of his videos did seem very mansplaining, especially when you start them with. Here's the thing. I'm like, ooh, you do that in real life. I don't even know if you're doing it. Like, he starts every video by saying that, and I'm like, I don't think that's like a little quirky made up for a character.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's how you him, talk. Yeah, I can imagine him saying it to like someone asking like a simple yes or no question, like, "Are you going to go out for dinner tonight?" And he's like, "Well, here's the thing." So. Well,
0: the thing is, actually. <laughs> and
1: it's like, no, yes or no. I don't want to hear Just any more me words yes or no. from your mouth. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh it's just such a saga though like it was so crazy because i followed this guy i i liked a lot of his videos and he actually really taught me a lot about star wars stuff i've probably even regurgitated on this podcast but like oh my god it's so crazy it's just really really weird um but of course there are a lot of you know uh uh content creators out there for especially for star wars that are people of color that are um of the lgbtq plus community and they're great and the community's still strong and like every now and then shit like this happens and it's just funny everyone just laughs at it it's just we the star wars fandom is weirdly so close to like conservatives and just like the right side of the political spectrum that it's like it's just you know th- this stuff like this is bound to happen every now and then and it's just up to mm-hmm. us to call them out when it does and then support the creators that aren't like that yeah like the biggest one, my I think my favorite one is Macia Windu, I think is his name. He's awesome. I want to have him on this podcast. And he'll probably never do it because he's way bigger than us, but <laughs> he'd be a great guest one day. Dream big. Dream big. Dream um, for the
1: moon and you land on a star.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's what's going on in the Star Wars community right now. Wow. It's fucking hilarious. Ain't that just there <laughs> there is oh, oh he's also since deleted his account i should say you can't find him anymore oh, okay. he's deleted his account in all of his videos he's gone like he's out
1: that well that's good because i was about to say like when stuff like this happens it's like like you cancel people are like cancel culture blah 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 no one ever has actually been successfully canceled no um we came he kinda, to, it he did shane it to Dawson, himself but then he came back and the only person he, no, who was like,
0: shane successfully... dawson's no shane dawson's gone he's still gone he got canceled no, again back. no he's back no, he's not. No way. He's on way. YouTube and
1: he's posting shit. I no, not following it, but he's <gasps> back.
0: Oh, that's awful. I, I mean, Tobuskus is doing like interviews with Kyle Rittenhouse, I, so oh you know. Oh my god!
1: Like, and that's the <laughs> thing. Like, there, there's like an audience for anything out there. So, like, it's oh, actually god. good to hear that he deleted his co- his content because I'm sure there would have been a subset of people who would have been like, "Yeah, I'm homophobic too, and I like Star Wars. You're preaching the gospel, guy. I'll keep supporting I mean,
0: you." Look, man, who's to say he's not gonna do his own web series with Gina Carano's character from Mandalorian now? Like who knows? <laughs>
1: Gina Carano and the racist. Puppet.
0: God. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's but that it's... that is
1: good to hear. It's refreshing to see that he was actually able to be like shunned off of TikTok because there are plenty of content creators on like TikTok and YouTube and stuff that like did awful shit and were called out on that and kinda just like were Continued to be pieces of shit, and then were backed up like by certain subsets of their their fan base, and like they're just continuing to make money even though they don't deserve it
0: yeah, yeah, and I think and look there's not that's not to say he won't ever come back, like he probably will, but I do think that like it does speak to the fact that that there's been a new precedent set that I think that Star Wars is becoming a lot more inclusive, and the fans are becoming a lot like they're they're really jumping on people who are being toxic and being like uh antithetical to like everything star wars stands for or or maybe maybe that's the case or maybe they're just like polarizing even more and the communities are becoming such so different that it's really impossible for like any algorithm to pair them together you know what i mean
1: that's true but i also think that people were just lied to by this guy like he
0: just Yeah, like he just this guy seemed so positive and inclusive and everyone thought that about him. And then when this happened, every like his whole following like he got the wrong side basically. I think that's yeah, mostly no, what happened it, is I he mean, accumulated was, the wrong Star Wars fans.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he ended up on like woke <laughs> woke Star Wars TikTok, yeah. if you will. <laughs> and because um they that side of TikTok likes to oust homophobes and and bigots. Um Yeah.
2: He as they should. Not
1: able to to stay afloat as other creators might have because YouTube and other platforms are a lot less tailored than TikTok is.
2: It's true, that's very true, very very true.
0: Um, oh my god, it was so. There was like one guy who, when he first started getting big, the puppet, um, some guy like duetted his video. He was like, "You mean to tell me there's a puppet on here who's explaining Star Wars to people?" And, like, after he got canceled, he re-duetted his own video. And it said, like, you mean to tell me there's some puppet on this app that's explaining Star Wars to people? And he goes, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's so it's that's so good. That's so funny. How the mighty
2: have fallen. Indeed. Um,
0: yeah, that's what's going on. I've also, um, wow. I, told you little, I told you a little about this in person. Uh, but getting into a game called Star Wars Legion have not played a game yet but it's a miniature war building game for Star Wars army building game not a war building game you play war with armies that you build and it's awesome it's really cool and you're gonna have to come mm-hmm. over and play a couple games whenever I get my army fully painted and built up I'm about halfway Dude, done now yeah. I think I'll even help be awesome. you paint <gasps> yeah come play with my toys that's basically what <laughs> that's <laughs> what this is it's just building Legos
1: did your mom say if it's okay if you come and sleep over we could play star wars
0: yeah she also said that we could get some milkshakes we can go to mcdonald's and get some milkshakes and dairy queen
1: yo i know your mom is right. always the coolest
0: oh we can make some popcorn i'm not really a pro at it or anything i'm not a professional little, mini a painter but time. oh my god such a it's good romp. such a good hobby
1: i know i gotta get me a hands-on hobby i hear those are good for your mental health <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so nice, dude. I just like put on like a really dumb TV show in the background, like one I've seen a million times, and just paint. And I'm like, oh, and like three hours go by, and I'm like, holy shit, where'd the, where'd the time go? I was having so much fun.
1: Yeah, and the great time is the good thing is like you feel a lot more rested as like as opposed to like if you had just been watching the dumb TV show and doing nothing else, because that's what I know. There yeah. was like a there was like a hot second where I was painting. And, yeah. it, and by painting, I mean, I was doing a paint by numbers and it was taking me a very long time, but I would do it while I was watching Critical Role. And then at the end, it would be on like a Saturday. And at the end of the Saturday, I'm like, why do I feel so rejuvenated? It's <laughs> like the way to hack your brain. What, if I was just watching yeah. Critical Role, I wouldn't be feeling this way. But because I was also painting, I feel like a new person.
0: <laughs> I still have uh, the Bob Ross painting that you gave me a while ago. That was a good painting. Oh God, you did a really good job on that. You, you said you like, followed it along to like a Bob Ross video. We still have it somewhere. I did it I'm at sure a
1: pa- painted sip. Me and a couple of my friends were like, let's drink some wine and try to copy Bob Ross. And I was like, cool, I'm in. So <laughs> I was half drunk when I painted that. So I'm glad you enjoy it so much.
0: <laughs> it's great. We had it hanging on our fridge for a while. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure where we put it. We do still have it, though. We definitely have it. I don't think it's hanging up right now. But it's like it's somewhere, and it's safe, and it's intact. I know that. Good. Good. oh speaking of wine though um i just got off a nine hour shift i'm pretty tired uh, i'm having a little glass of rose and i know that i peer pressured molly what are you what are you drinking molly
1: okay here's my here's my little thing so this is a story that i'm telling and i'll try to keep it short i was at trader joe's you know Trader Joe's does that thing where they're well all stores do that thing where they put all the stuff next to the line while you're waiting to check out to be like hey maybe you want this and Trader Joe's does that with alcohol and they have all these different kinds of specialty like hard seltzers and ciders and beers and stuff and so I was walking by and I was like ooh, maybe I should get myself like a four pack or a six pack that'd be cute um but then I was like wait that's expensive and then I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna Hold strong, I'm not gonna buy the alcohol, and then I like go around the U in the in the line. And then on the other side they put like regular seltzer, just like bubbly water. But they also I like looked over and they had the like flavored San Pellegrino that's kinda like soda. Um, and I was like, Okay, brain blast. I could buy those. It's not as expensive as alcohol, and then I just have like a fully stocked beer cart because my parents like to buy an excess of alcohol and then just like give it me to have and I never drink it so I just have like a lot of alcohol <laughs> please don't think that I'm an alcoholic because I rarely <laughs> drink it and I, and I know how that sounds but anyway so I was like I can get this and then I can make myself like a cute little like mixed drink kind of like bubbly drink thing so like just open up one of the little sodas drink a little bit out of it and then fill it up with liquor insert liquor here so i i made myself a little bit one of little one of those guys so it's a a a blood orange soda with some white rum in it for fun dude oh my
0: god that sounds great that was see that was my danger at the the beginning of covid i bought some uh lacroix and i i had like lime flavored lacroix and i put gin in it and so it kind of tasted like a gin and tonic a little bit But I would use like a lot of LaCroix because I'm like, oh, I want to water it down a little bit, you know? And like, I don't really want to taste the alcohol. I mostly just want to like drink and not think about it. Big mistake. (laughs) That goes really fast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when you can't taste the alcohol, that's the danger.
0: That's when it gets dangerous. It doesn't matter how watered down it is. If you're just drinking it that fast because you can't taste it, it's still a lot of alcohol.
1: You're like, I'm in danger. (laughs) I don't know if there's any more news um my only anime related thing that i've been doing recently is coming off of our episode on attack on titan episode twenty-four. star everyone go back and re- listen to it, it yeah go great. check that
0: one out it's a great um, one it's actually I one of my decided... favorite episodes we've done
1: Ooh. um i decided to continue watching it <laughs> so without me attack come on titan. hey it's fine i'm i'm supposed to be the one who knows about it and then you're supposed to be the one who's like watching it for the first time this is true this is true So I'm. I've made. So we watched the first half of season one, and I am now on the. So the I, as I continued watching it, I'm like, this is kind of weird in terms of how it's released. So currently, they're in the final season, but the final season has three parts that were released at separate times.
0: So it's like a Stranger Things situation.
1: Kind of. Um. I guess they were just like, it's gonna take us a while to animate this guy's. Just hang on. Um. (laughs) Here's a little bit. But it's also just really funny because like every opening it's like it's the final season and I'm like it's not really it's like the penultimate season but whatever.
0: Um, <laughs> it's like the third to last season actually. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um so far the first two parts of the final season have been released and then the final part of the final season is supposed to come out next year. Ish. Um so I That's a long second... time
0: in between parts of a well, season. Well,
1: well, <laughs> well, so part 1 Came out in 2021, 20, and part two came out in 2022. So it's just like a year for each of them. Mm. Um, but I'm I am almost done with part two, so I'm almost caught up to where the anime is. I'll probably end up reading the manga because I kind of just want to know what happens and not have to wait. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Oh, I saw I'm it. not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil anything for you, obviously. Um, but this show, this story. <laughs> takes so much out of you it's like um the way that i described it is i was like i'm like sad watching this but not in a satisfying way it's not cathartic i'm kind of just like why what's happening why are you doing this wait a minute
2: who are you
1: what is this so like like like, I can I can assure you, like, any direction that you think this story is going into, you have no idea what happens at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like... It, and it's, like, stuff that gets, like, really complex where I'm, like, confused. And I'm just, like, wait So, like, this character was talking to this character when this happened. What? And it's, like, but, uh, how does that work? Titan magic? What? Anyway, um... Titan magic?
0: Just, oh, my God.
1: It's, like... It's just... It's just... It's... It's just... It's... It's
0: just...
3: It's. It just <laughs> is. I don't have the words... It I don't do have be the like that for
1: it. It's just, like, the way that this story panned out. Because, like, I remember being a, a wee little teenager when I first watched this show. And I'm, like, oh, like, it'll probably... Like, you know, like, they're talking about the ocean. That'll probably be where it ends. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like... What? (laughs) How naive she was! Just like it's not just about the walls. There's so much more within the walls. It's oh, within the walls?
0: In the big walls? What? In in the walls? What did?
1: I said it's more than the walls. Oh, that's all I'll say. (laughs) It's bigger than the walls. But wait, Like, people are just like, oh, what about the walls? What does that mean? And I'm like, I don't care about, the, about walls? the walls. What about the walls, I don't walls, care though? about the walls anymore. I don't care about but them I, anymore.
0: I, but I'm the part where I care about the walls. Oh, You'll no. You'll find oh, no. out.
1: You'll find okay. out. It will hurt you.
0: Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay.
1: I think I'm like, I'm, like, mourning for what this show once was and the direction that it's taken is just, like, so dark and, like, and I'm starting to realize, like, I had an epiphany about, like, newer shows that are coming out like older shonen's and older shows would do the whole like maybe like a couple of like sad things would happen at the beginning but mostly like there'd be stuff where people would end up at the end like unharmed. And then Attack on Titan immediately was like we're killing half of them and I was like oh. okay, cool, that's the mood. But it still felt like there was going to be a hopeful ending. Where I am right now, it doesn't feel like there's going to be a hopeful ending. Um <laughs> so like
0: I'm kind of rooting like, for I the feel- Titans honestly at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god! <laughs> <laughs> Just, it tell you.
0: The if I watch the show rooting for the Titans, am I gonna like it more? Maybe. That's the,
1: the, the, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say anything because it'll like spoil <laughs> stuff for you. But like the things that you're saying are very funny to me. Anyway, it's <laughs> like. I, i'm realizing that more and more creative creators are getting more and more dark in terms of like where their stories go and where they end and it's just because people are more and more starting to realize that the world sucks and no there is no hopeful ending in the world because the powers that be are going to continue making it awful for the majority of people so creators are reflecting that in their works so you see stuff like um like jujutsu kaisen where like where it is right now in the manga, everyone's kind of just like, I'm sorry, what? Where's the funny stuff? And then the creator has come, like, gone on record being like, oh, yeah, no, like, that's, nev- like, that's over. They're not going to be happy again. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that- oh why'd you even let them be happy oh, in the no. first place? So it's like stuff like that where I'm like, okay, cool. Art is reflecting the trajectory of the world. Um, and I guess that happened with Attack on Titan. So uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know where the- We're I, there. Like, like, I've caught I don't think they are ever having a good time, like, though. They were, the they were never having a good I- time that's true but it it was like in like a like oh we'll overcome this kind of way but now it's kind of just like what is happening so I I've like caught up to where like I knew all the spoilers that I've gotten to like and now I'm actually like in new territory where I'm like what is happening like I don't actually know where this story ends. <laughs> I don't know if anyone yeah, ever told me yeah, like yeah. where it ends officially so I'm kind of just like I just gotta know I just gotta be sad and I gotta know <laughs> and then I'm gonna pretend <laughs> it doesn't exist again <laughs> I should have just oh, left Lord. it. I should have just not. I should have just stopped where I did. I should have just left it where I was happy with leading. You should have like,
0: gone through the rest of your life. My little the found naive fanfiction. Fan my Time. little
1: Jean Marco fan art. I should have left it there. Oh no. It's fine. I'm fine. I'll make it through this, <laughs> and then I'll go back to watching well, One Piece, which is a little happier.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Good thing you also have not only One Piece, but also The Mandalorian to cheer you up and make you feel happy, right? Um, <laughs> like this season is nothing but happiness and fun time.
1: Well, that's the thing, it is kind of silly and fun for parts of it, um, it actually is. Sad. But then, like, the <laughs> last three
0: episodes are like, Oh, fuck, <laughs> they're like, It's serious now, no more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, in case you can't tell by the title of our episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to your podcast. We're talking about Mando season two, baby. Baby. I, I have to ask, though, did, were you able to watch the behind the scenes stuff for the finale?
1: Yes. So that's what I did. Uh, I was like, that's the shorter one, so I'm going to watch that first.
0: <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Like, honestly, that one also kind of makes me cry a little bit. Just like a little bit.
1: Watching the behind <laughs> the scenes?
0: Yeah. Like, it's so, it's yeah, yeah, like, you I mean, can just tell, like, it's so reverently done. It, like they, they they handle this whole show with so much care and love and passion and it's just like very obvious. And then it's just confirmed through like watching like the interviews of like John Favreau and Dave Filoni They're like, Yeah, we're doing this the right way. They were like Plo Plocoon <laughs> <laughs> Plo <Koon. laughs> fucking Plocoon Ed. Oh my gosh. We'll get we'll get into it. We'll get into it when we get to that yes. episode. Um yes. But oh man, so. oh man, oh me oh my I wanna talk about oh, I wanna talk oh, about this me. show so bad.
1: Let's just let's just breeze through the most of the the majority of the season, then we can just talk about the big stuff. Okay, for those who have not seen it, I will give a quick synopsis of the events of this season. They could be pretty condensed because, like, not like I feel like it's a lot more about like character moments than plot moments in a lot of these episodes.
0: Yeah, everything's really character driven. The people that you meet in every episode, like, it's very just cowboy goes from town to town and meets new people everywhere he goes basically like that's just kind of like what this one is some of them are old friends some of them are new friends and like that's
2: that's basically the premise of the whole show Mm -hmm. okay so
1: open up mando is looking for leads on other mandalorians because he believes that they he was told that they are going to be able to lead him to the jedi which is where he's supposed to be taking the baby the child we still don't know his name. <laughs> Who knows if we'll find it out? I don't know. we will see. It's,
0: pro- it's probably something like do 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 Dro- do? It's,
1: it's
3: Fr- Yoda,
0: Yoda yo- yogurt? Oh yo oh, wait, that's the Spaceballs reference. Oh shit. <laughs> I accidentally oh just did a joke god. from Spaceballs.
1: <laughs> the
3: Schwartz.
0: <laughs> the Schwartz is strong in your family.
1: Oh my god. Anyway, oh my god, we should watch Spaceballs for this podcast. <laughs> Moving on. I love that movie. Um, so, he is trying to find information on Mandalorians. Um, there's a couple of leads where, like, he he gets attacked because people want his Beskar armor. And I'm like, homie, people are gonna want your special medal. Be more discreet. I know it's your whole pride thing, but like, maybe, maybe just like wear
0: your, maybe, on your neck. Maybe be a little more discreet. Know. You know? Wait, I- you, okay. You know that like kingpin character that he meets in that scene where they're like. In the, in the fight with the Gamorrean guards and everything. Yeah. That guy he's like talking to. Do you know who that is?
1: John Leguizamo?
0: Yes, it is John Leguizamo.
1: I know because... Well, that's in one of the behind the scenes. Um, but yeah. I also like looked it up because I'm like, I know his voice. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's because he's Bruno.
0: It's he's fucking Sid the Sloth.
1: But he's Bruno Madrigal.
0: Also Bruno Mad- Madrigal. He's also Madrigal. in John Wick. He's, the, he's the, the the car place. mechanic in John Wick. He's all he's doing great stuff. We love John He's
1: Doing good stuff, but yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's that's great. So he gets information out of John Lucuzamo, Um and um, <laughs> the actor, not not dead. the character he plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pedro Haskell goes <laughs> it in, <laughs> in real life. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh,
0: this that he, opening scene just shows though, like this ain't, this ain't your mama's Star Wars. This is going to be yeah. a more brutal this and is more mob like
1: Star Wars.
0: Yeah. Like it's going to be a, like a more crime like, you know, scum and villainy type type show, type season even. I I would argue that's ev- even more so than season 1. Um but I really like that like the whole I'm just going to leave you to be eaten by these fucking wolves <laughs> out in the, and out in the city like, streets.
2: Dude,
1: hell yeah. So He gets his info and then so John Wagzama was like, There's a guy on Tatooine, that's all I know. In this one specific town. So he's like, God, I have to go back to this sand planet. Gross. Why is everything? Always going back to Tatooine. It's like there's only one planet in this freaking universe (laughs) anyway. Um He so he goes back to Tatooine. Um he sees Amy Sedaris again. He's like, Hi Amy Sedaris, and your your legion of droids. Take care of the child. Goodbye. Um. So, or no, he takes no. He leaves the baby. He takes the the baby. No, he leaves the baby.
0: (laughs) He leaves the baby. Um,
1: he leaves the baby. Um, and he goes to this town, which is like very like western layout, like one main drag with only a couple of buildings along the main drag, and it's kind of just like everyone's like peeking out their windows at the new guy that's coming in. So he walks into this bar, and he's like, "I'm looking for a Mandalorian," and the guy's like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Someone who looks like me." Um, and then he's like, "Oh well, that's our like sheriff guy." He doesn't say sheriff, I don't think. But no, anyway, it's like, the it's, warden.
0: He calls him the, the warden. warden. there it is. Or, or sorry, so, not the warden. The marshal. The marshal.
1: Oh yeah, because that's the name of the episode. Um. So um. Then this guy walks in, and I'm like, "Who? That armor is mighty familiar."
0: Um, well, he walks wait, in. I love that. It pans over to him, and he's wearing he's wearing Boba Fett's armor. Yeah, I was like, and is it, but that- like. But he looks so fucking stupid in it.
1: I know. He there's something about so the way that he's like wearing his pants. It like fits wrong on him and it's really funny.
0: Like um, I think that is done so well how they convey yeah. like this dude looks goofy in this armor. It does yeah, not like, it fit him. This belong. is not the wearer of this armor.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: this is an imposter. You can tell that immediately.
1: Mhm. Um. Anyway, he like automatically takes his helmet off, and then Mando is like, "Dude, what the hell? I thought you were like, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm not a Mandalorian. Uh, I just got this from some Jawas. Uh, so yeah. Um, and he's not been using this it. Should not subtract
0: from how fucking cool Cobb Vanth is as a character. I actually really love Cobb Vanth. He's awesome.
1: He's not bad." Um, but yeah, he's basically been using the armor to keep this town safe from like outside harmful forces. Um, that, but all that's to say is that he's still dealing with a crate dragon problem.
0: <laughs> crate dragon. First time we in see one in, in, in uh, the in like ca- new canon uh, visual medium. It's really cool.
1: I know, and that was a part of the behind the scenes episode where they were like, well, all we had to do- go off of was like a skeleton in the background in a new hope, and we kind of just took yep. it and ran with it. Um, and made it, like, larger than life and have legs. <laughs> so, there's a crate Dragon problem that he's dealing with, and Mando is like, give me that, okay, well, you're not a Mandalorian, so give me the armor, because you're not allowed to have it. You don't have a right to it, because I'm all about the creed, and I want to take the armor, because it's supposed to belong to a Mandalorian. And the guy is like, sorry, no, can do you. Um, and then Mando is like, okay, well, I'm going to take it off your cold, dead body. But then a crate Dragon rolls through town, and he's like, actually, I'll make you a deal. Uh, I'll give you the armor if you help me kill the great Dragon. And Mando is like, oh, duh, fine. Um, they end up making a deal with some sand people, the Tusken Raiders. They're all like, hey, what's up? And he's all like, uh, 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 you know, like Mando speaks. <laughs> you know how he does he speaks their language you know um and there's like some tension there because like the regular people from the town are like they've been like giving us shit for so long we don't want to like team up with them and it's like guys we have a common enemy just fucking it, suck it up um so they do end up working together um there's this whole elaborate plan that doesn't go as well as they wanted it to and it ends up with mando jumping into the mouth of a cray dragon and exploding it from the inside out um but the whole sequence is very cool. Well, and to, also like, like
0: building up of Freetown too, and being like we're getting them to unite with the Sand People, like putting yeah. putting aside this like decades long feud, and, and like uh, the
1: cultural differences.
0: Yeah, 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 and like we're gonna work together. They're 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 like loading up all the supplies together. I thought I thought it was just really nice to like this is we start seeing the Sand People become uh, humanized. We actually see them as more of a culture rather than just, like, a plot device. You know, right. we they were a plot device in A New Hope. They were a plot device in Episode 2 uh, of, you know, Attack of the Clones. And this is the first time we're like, oh, no, they're actually being fleshed out somewhat. Um, so it's pretty cool.
1: Indeed. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, a really cool sequence. They had a whole, uh, what's it called? A ban- bantha? Is that what it's called? Yeah. The, the, like, the, the pack animal thing with horns. Like Gabantha.
2: You'll get that reference um, later.
1: Sick. Um, so they, like, load one of those up with explosives, and they're trying to use it as bait, but it doesn't go as planned. Um, but there's, like, um, this kind of... They were talking about it in the behind the scenes, and, like, once they said it, I'm like, oh, that's, that, that's exactly it. It's, like, kind of like Jaws, where you don't ever see yeah. the whole of the animal. And if you do see a lot of it, it's kind of, like, in motion, so you're kind of like, holy shit, that's so big and yeah. it's like always traveling underground. It's a whole thing. Um, but like I said, Mando comes up with this plan where he like jumps inside the, the animal's mouth and kind of blows it up from the inside. Um, I was like, wait, but there's so much show left. How does he get eaten? That doesn't work out with how many.
0: <laughs>
1: um, but he just comes out all slimy, and I'm like, that's really gross, dude. Take a bath.
0: <laughs> He's got boogers on him.
1: Yeah, but so together... The townspeople and the sand people were able to take down the crate dragon, and then the sand people are like, Dinner! For like years! There's so much crate dragon here. <laughs> they start cutting it oh, up. They find like a pearl f- thing fun... inside it. Yeah, so... yeah.
0: That's actually a fun Easter egg, too. I think it's either, I don't know if it's Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic, but it's one of those games when you kill a crate dragon in those games, they look very different. But they have like a crate Dragon Pearl, which is like a valuable resource in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it was something that was like not canon for a long time. And it was something that was just kind of like reintroduced in a really cool way uh, for the show. So oh, I thought that was interesting. I don't know. It's just like I actually didn't know what it was because I, I am currently playing through Knights of the Old Republic and I've never played the Old Republic because I don't have a computer that can run the game. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, when I like, saw a video breaking that down. I was like, this is what that pearl was. I was like, oh, cool. That's neat. Neat little thing. There's a lot of that in this season. Just neat little things.
1: Neat little time. Cool little guys. Um, so he gets the armor, and he's like, all right, peace out. This is all I came here for, and now I have to go find more leads. So oh, goodbye. Um, he goes back to his ship where he finds... <laughs> Amy Sedaris is there again, but now she has a friend. Um a frog friend who's like, "I know. Frog lady. My husband my husband knows where some mandalorians are. But he's on this other planet and I need you to take me there along with all of my eggs because they're the o- that's the only place that I can like hatch these eggs and also my species is dying." <laughs> to, like chop chop, no pressure or anything. And Mando is like, I guess so. Um, so into the ship they go with the frog lady. Um, she's got this like backpack to- tank thing full of eggs. Grogu keeps eating them. Sorry, the baby keeps eating them.
0: <laughs> the child. We don't know what his the name kid, is.
1: The child. He's it's not. Like, he has no name. Um, he's,
0: it's like that bit in Always Sunny eggs. when like Mac is up on the bridge and they're like trying to stage it. To make it look like he jumps off, but they're like trying to be like these candid bystanders who don't know him. And they're like, Oh, wow, look at Mac up on that bridge. No, no, we don't know his name. We don't know who is what his name We don't know who he is. We don't know who each other are. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? And it's just oh when we say Grogu, we're like, Oh, no, we don't know his name. He we don't know who he is. Name. We
1: don't know his name. He's just the child. He's the kid. He's the baby.
0: He's the baby. Um,
1: anyway, he keeps eating these eggs of this dying species. And I'm like, No, it's. Dumb. Um, also, there's a little bit of a language barrier because, um, as many languages as Din Djarin speaks, he does not speak frog. And the frog does not speak English or common yeah. or whatever the language is called in the Star Wars universe. Basic. Um, it's called basic? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, uh, moving on.
0: Some might say that that is a basic name to call the, the, the common Indeed. language yep
1: <laughs> um, So they're like flying, and she's all like trying to communicate something, and he's just like, I don't know, man, just sit down <laughs> <laughs> um
0: oh, and they can't unfortunately- do they can't go to light speed though that's the that's the whole
1: oh yes that's that's so the whole conundrum. light speed all of the eggs will die, so he's all like, Dude, what the hell, how are we supposed to get there um so they're just kind of going at a normal speed, and they get pulled over pulled over. <laughs> They just get I mean, yeah, by basically. Two X Wings who are all like, hey, like, you didn't have your signal thingy on. Tech mumbo jumbo babble stuff. Uh oh, and do like who's TV. that guy that's in the
0: X Wing? Who is that? Who's that guy that's flying that X Wing?
1: I'm just, sh- yeah, sh- uh, I assume you're going to tell me. <laughs>
0: hey, who's that guy? It's Dave Filoni. What are you doing in here, Dave Filoni? Why are you being an oh, X Wing?
1: totally missed that. I just, no, totally Dave Filoni's did being not an X Wing. <laughs> I didn't do that.
0: It's Dave Filoni Um, and the guy from Kim's Convenience.
1: Oh my god, love that for them. Um, So they get pulled over essentially, um, and Din is being super shady because he's a shady guy. Um, And the X wings are like, huh? And then he kind of just flies off because he's like, I don't want to deal with this. (laughs) He drives away (laughs) from a traffic stop. Um, They end up on this like glacier planet. Um and uh he ends up trying to like hide from them but like the ice breaks and then his ship gets very damaged like a hole in the hull type of damaged
0: like almost irreparably damaged. I don't know how the Razor Crest is still flying. God damn it goes Honestly, through a journey in this season.
1: He, oh it does. Um, so he's all like, "Okay, well, we're kind of stuck here. We kind of just gotta like deal with it. It'll take me some time to like fix enough stuff so that like we can fly. At least the like cockpit is like sealable, so we can go back into space. But like, whatever. So the lady, like the frog lady, is like guy, oh, like really urgently trying to tell him something. Eventually, she uses like an old body of a droid that he killed. That the one that he killed because it tried to kill the baby,
2: and it was the one from the kept- heist
0: episode. Uh." his name? david I Iode? I- I- is that his name Ah, uh, shoot i forget his name uh, from from the it crowd ah crap yeah i don't know i know how you're talking um, about but
1: i don't know his name yeah
0: yeah it's him uh the the, the old droid we, we met that droid in the past
1: yes um so she uses it to talk to him and she's like dude it's urgent that we get like we deal with these eggs like come on and he's like geez all right i'll fix the shit um then she wanders off and finds like a hot springs type thing because she's like me and my eggs need to be warm and he's all like lady come on and then grogu is all like sorry the baby is like (laughs) ooh, lunch um and and then the mando is just like fucking kid stop it don't eat the eggs that's bad bad baby um so he wanders off and he finds different eggs He's all like, Ooh, this is weird. There's just little like eggs on the ground. I'll like crack one open and eat what's inside of it. This is just the episode of Grogu eating things he's not supposed to. And
0: Don't put that in dealing your Dealing with the
1: repercussions. Put
0: that thing back where um, it came from more so help me. I'm
1: sorry. Bum, bum, bum. Um and uh oh those were like spider eggs and look there's much bigger spiders all around in fact there's one big giant mama spider one big ice spider with like this gross mouth thing that's like full of teeth uh it starts chasing them frog lady has to get out of her bath real quick and they're running and then the like they're, like, shooting off all the smaller spiders. They think they kill one of the bigger spiders, but then an even bigger spider comes, and it's, like, the big mama, and it's, like, trying to, like, break through the cockpit because that's where they finally sealed themselves off, but then it gets shot down, and they're like, what? And it, the X-Wing people are back because they found them, um, and they kill the big spider, and then it kind of slumps over, and then they have, like, a little Thanks, conversation. Thanks, Dave Filoni. Thanks, Dave Filoni. Um, so, they have a little conversation and they decide they're just going to leave the Razor Crest alone. And then Mando is kind of just like, hey, could you like give us a little help? And they're like, nope. Bye.
0: <laughs> Our help is going to be not arresting you.
1: Yeah. They're like, we've already provided enough help for you. So, like I said, he kind of just like fixes it up as much as he can so that he, like, they could be sealed in the cockpit. They yeah, they away. only
0: seal the cockpit. That's it.
1: <laughs> yep. That's it. Um, and so they fly away and they're trying to get to their destination.
0: Now, a little fun thing about this planet. I don't think it's ever officially named. I could be wrong. I probably should have done some more research on this. Um, but around the time when this episode was airing, um, I, there were a lot of theories about what it was. Um, one, which is pretty cool, is uh, some people think it's the planet that Ahsoka crashed on at the end of Clone Wars Season 7. Mm-hmm. Like that icy planet. Um, and like this would be like the winter month, basically, when they crashed. Um, which I think that's a fun idea. I don't think it really adds that much. There's no real reason for it to be that planet. Um, but the planet I think it is, and a lot of other people think it is, is Ilum. Which is a planet that's entirely covered in ice. It's actually a very sacred planet for the Jedi. I did a TikTok video on the planet of Ilum. Go check it out. Follow me on TikTok, at Uh And like it's an ice planet. It has these like little hot spring areas kind of like that the frog lady was sitting in in Jedi fallen order you visit Ilum and there are some spider creatures there kind of like what we see in this one. Um, mm-hmm. but this planet has a deep connection to the Force. There are kyber crystals that form here. It's the it's the like the most concentrated area in the galaxy for kyber crystals. And uh there are some ancient Jedi temples built there and Starkiller base in episode 7, The Force Awakens, is actually Ilum converted into a weapon by the First Order. And as we kind of see throughout this whole season, there's a lot of setup and a lot of hinting towards some of the stuff that the First Order does and Snoke does, and like really kind of building up the Imperial cult that is the First Order. Um, So I think that this planet that they landed on was Ilum. And if they were to land on probably any other part of this planet, they would be completely overrun with like Imperial Sympathizers. Um, but that's just me. That's just what I think. I think that's a very plausible theory. We didn't get any kyber crystals. We didn't get Grogu choosing a lightsaber or anything like that. I mean, the child. Uh...
1: <laughs> but yeah, good theory. Good theory.
0: But I think, I think that that's a very likely theory. It, again, it's never been confirmed or denied, and it, it could be a completely new planet that we've never even seen before. But with the hot springs, with the spiders, I think it's likely that it's Ilum.
2: Mm. I like it. I like the theory. Um, okay. So they make it off of maybe Ilum. And they are
1: able to get to Frog Lady's home planet. And she reunites with her frog husband, and it's very sweet. Um, and then the frog husband is like, oh, yeah, like there's totally Mandalorians here. Just like go to this bar and talk to this guy. And Mando is like, great. Bye. Mm -hmm. um and grogu is like but i I miss i'm gonna miss my snacks um he's
0: like we'll get you snacks we'll get you snacks
1: (laughs) yeah so he goes and gets food for grogu baby the baby (laughs) the baby (laughs) so they go to this little but bub pub tavern thing um, and he like talks to the like guy that's giving them food, and he's like, "Where can you like point me to the people who would know where the Mandalorians are?" And he's like, "Talk to that guy." And the guy is like, "Hey, what's up? Just like come out with me on my ship." And then Mando is like, "All right, this seems fine," and I'm like, "Homie, some might say it seems so fishy." So mis- mistrusting, I feel like you're also so overly trusting when you should not be. So they're out on the water.
0: <laughs> Wait, that's so true. Like that's like. <laughs> He's like, Some I don't trust you, but saying, I'm going like, to
1: follow you into open water.
0: <laughs> there, there are just compilations on YouTube called Din Jarin forgetting that he's in a Star Wars movie for eight straight minutes. <laughs> it's like, Love that. He's just like, what's a Jedi? Mandalorians take off their helmets. What? And he's just like, Din, 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 you're in Star Wars. Okay? My buddy, my pal. Get with it.
1: Please remember the intellectual property with, within which you exist. Anyway. <laughs> um so he follows them out onto this boat and they're like they like open up this like hole in the middle of the boat and there's open water below it um and they're like oh yeah like it's time to feed and then they just push him in the water oh no they throw the baby in the water and then he's all like dude what the hell
3: he closes and, his uh, but little, also, his but little baby little he's baby in his bjorn little thing egg. so the, yeah egg.
1: he's in his little egg so they don't just throw the baby by himself he's just in his egg and then Din, obviously, he's like, dude, what the hell? And he jumps in. And then the guys are like, great, now we'll get his special medal. And I'm like, again, Din. The Beskar is my ours. Pal, my guy, just, like, wear a cloak. I know that the <laughs> is a little unavoidable, but maybe you could, like, paint it or something. I don't know. It's inviting I so, so much conflict. The fact that you're, you know, you're covered in Beskar and everyone's like, ooh. It's like walking around in, like, head to toe, like, diamond chain mail. People are going to be wanting your stuff. So. Um he's all, I'm like, things are looking rough. They like close this grate and so he's like in the water and he's like, what? what? And then someone swoops in on a jetpack? Who is that? It's Bo Katan. Fucking wow. Bo Katan.
0: Played like, by Katie Sackhoff, who voices her in Clone Wars. And Rebels spoilers, she's in Rebels. Ugh, whatever. I didn't didn't <gasps> want to spoil Bo-Katan that, to but I kinda did. Brew them all um no I but, I oh my god that. They said so that, awesome they said
1: that in one of the behind the scenes they're like yeah she voiced her in clone wars and rebels and i was like okay
0: yeah cool yeah.
1: i mean i figured she'd be in rebels because her and ahsoka are like she's honestly relationship
0: she's really not in rebels very much so it's honestly like not even oh, okay. that big of a spoiler i think she's in like three episodes maybe
1: so yeah anyway. Tan is here she she kills all the guys and helps save din and the baby and everything is fine, and he's all like, "What's up?" And they're all like, "Obviously, he can be- see that they're Mandalorians." They end up back at the same bar, and he's all like, "Yo, thanks for the information, guy," to the bartender guy. <laughs> um, but then they sit down, and they take their helmets off, and he's like, "Am I? What's going on? <laughs>
0: Am I the only <laughs> one?" <laughs> he's like, "Wait, you're Are not Mandalorian too."
1: He's like, Are you and
0: Bogdan's like, I'm the most Mandalorian motherfucker you have ever fucking met, dude. Come at me. Don't like, don't, n- don't you call me in. Not a Mandalorian. Question
1: me. Um, but she she also she's also basically kind of like, oh, you're one of those Mandalorians. I can't. I can't it. <laughs> and he's like, what does that mean? I thought there was only one kind. <laughs> She's like, get oh, with the program, buddy. We've been taking our helmets off for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: oh, you're one of those ones. Uh, you're one of the Mandalorians it's- whose <laughs> helmets really stink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but um, they get to talking, and he's all like, "Yeah, so like, I'm just really here because I'm looking for a Jedi," and she's all like, "Well, I might have some information on a Jedi, but hmm,
3: perchance I know of a Jedi."
1: Maybe I could be persuaded if you offered me some of your services and help us steal some Imperials, something mm-hmm. or other, here's whatever.
0: Now, the whole reason they want to steal these Imperial goods is because they want to uh, build an army and be able to like, get resources to take back Mandalore. And I think this episode is the most important uh, episode for where Season 3 is going to be going. Um, You know, I'm not going to speculate too much or spoil anything. uh, But I do think that this because like there is a Mandalorian season three trailer like that has leaked from Star Wars Celebration. I have not watched it yet because I don't want to watch a shitty trailer, but I have seen some screenshots from it on accident purely by scrolling through like thumbnails and stuff. (laughs) And my speculation is this is what season three and uh, season two and then season three of Mandalorian is going to be is uh, building up to retaking Mandalore. And I think that Bo-Katan's going to be a very major character in the show from here on out. Oh,
2: and in Star funny. Wars in general. Yeah, totally. Um, so, Din helps them. He d- agrees to help them. They,
1: they are able to get onto this ship. There's a bunch of stormtroopers who continue to have bad aim. Um, there's a really funny oh my scene God. where this one wait, guy... Like-
0: no, wait, hang on. I want to I back up a little bit to the whole, like, when they are storming the light cruiser. This is the mm-hmm. moment where we see Din Djarin is a fucking awful Mandalorian. He is a D-tier Star Wars character in terms of power. Maybe even lower, honestly. He is not powerful. He's always
1: getting his butt kicked.
0: Like, he's he is, like, if you really go back and watch the action, when they first get onto that light cruiser, like... It's just it's just Bo Katan and her night owls doing the like all of it. He's literally just walking behind them. He hardly does anything. The only time he like really like, does the something of value.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like they're taking out everybody. He, he's literally along for the ride for this. The only time he does anything is he's like, guys, I can just go out there, get shot, and then throw thermal detonators in their face. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. That's all he does in the whole fucking heist of this thing. He is not a powerful character. But I, I thought yeah, that was no, hilarious. You watch that and you're like, oh man, he is <laughs> like, he's out of his league with these Mandalorians. They're they're way more <laughs> true Mandalorians than he is, honestly.
1: He could be better. Yep. Um so they're storming, there's this whole funny thing where like the commander down where um the supplies are, I guess, is all like Well like let we're we'll try to kill him. And then like as all of his guys continue to get shot, he's like, Uh close the doors. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get through the doors it's fine and then he's like radioing, radioing up to the the bridge and they're all like okay so like what's going on and he's like don't worry I close the doors on them and they're like which doors and he's like oh like whatever these doors and then the ones behind them <laughs> <laughs> open up and him and all the stormtroopers they're like, like we put them
0: in the cargo of- control room he's like the what <laughs> you're in the cargo yeah. room you put them in the cargo control room you dummy!
1: So he gets swooped out into the air to plummet to his death, and so they kind of like secure all they can down there, and then they're trying to make their way up to the bridge to where the 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 head honchos of the ship are. They realize this is happening, and they're like, "Okay, time to nosedive and you know die for the cause," I guess.
0: These are very so like trying to do that. Very, you can you can tell the Imperials are like becoming like more culty now, right? Like this is some oh, like. Yeah. Jonestown type shit like alright time for us to all die now it's it's mm-hmm. messed up
1: so they're, they're nosediving they make it to the bridge in time to like stop it one guy is still alive because he shot the other two
2: <laughs> yep
1: and uh, we find out that Bo is really concerned with finding Moff Gideon she's not like where is he and the guy is like well, I don't know Long the Empire, whatever um and it's at this point where they like are able to save the ship, and so they're going to take it wherever they're going to take it. And then Mando is kind of like, okay, I'm done. I helped a little bit. I contributed. So uh, where's my information? And then we hear from Bo-Katan. She's like, go to this planet that I don't currently remember the name I think of.
0: it's Corvus. I think that's the name of the planet.
1: That sounds right. And there you'll find Ahsoka Tano. And I was
2: like, oh my little lady, my little Ahsoka. Oh my gosh. So he's
1: all like, okay bye, I'm gonna go jetpack away.
0: How crazy is it to hear like at this point
1: A live action like like watching this watching this live,
0: like someone say Ahsoka Tano in live action. I know. Like
1: fucking
2: crazy. Oh my god! It's her! It's her! So, we still have
1: to wait a little bit. Uh, It was like Ahsoka Tano, and then she was not at all in the next episode, and I was like, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's that's kind of the curse of Mandalorian. I promised Ahsoka.
0: That's the curse of Mandalorian is they're like, go to this place, and then it's two more episodes before they go to this place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like a good reason, like narratively, because Yeah, yeah. is in very bad shape. They, they were able to make it to the planet, but they were only capable to get like minimal repairs. So he has to go back to Navarro, get repairs done to the ship, because he doesn't have to pay for anything there, because they're like, oh, hey, my buddy, my pal, like we're tight, we're like thick as thieves. So... Um, he can just have them repair his shit, probably in exchange for his services, which is what yeah. ends up happening. Um.
0: This episode, when he goes back to Navarro and they storm that compound, I like when I when I first watched this season, like because Ahsoka had been mentioned like the episode before, like this this whole episode I was kind of like yeah 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 whatever I just want to get to the Ahsoka episode like let's just get through this one, like when I was watching it live right, but then upon my rewatch of it. I finally got to like slow down and really digest like everything that was happening in this episode. And I'm like, oh, damn. This one, like while I was like, the last episode had the biggest implications for where the next season of Mandalorian is going to be going. This one has the biggest implications for where the whole of Star Wars is going. Like, there, there's, there's links to Thrawn, there's links to Palpatine, there's links to the sequel trilogy and Snoke, and, like, and, and even uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, or sorry not Fallen Order Survivor the, the, the sequel that's coming out in like a year or something like there are links to all of this stuff in this episode specifically and it's so goddamn cool it's awesome sorry I, just, I had to put that out there at the, at the beginning this is a good episode and yeah, it's, it's, you, can, you can dismiss it and be like yeah whatever but like I didn't really realize how great this was until I rewatched season 2 probably like couple months after it first aired it's really really See. good
1: and it's funny you say that because that is actually how i viewed it like this is the one that i the only note that oh I good wrote in this episode back to navarro no not like the first your first impression of it
0: oh oh the like i just <laughs> so want to get to ahsoka was, let's get through this shit
1: back to navarro for ship repairs time to wreck shop in an imperial base okay bye guys that's all i wrote oh <laughs> no what happens in this episode
0: <laughs> well first up it sets up it sets up the dark troopers a little bit um mm-hmm. and and like we can just move on past this episode after like this little quick synopsis. I'm going to tell you what it sets up or what I think it's Go setting away. up because it's mo- mostly speculation. There's no spoilers in this really. Um, but it sets up uh, the dark troopers a little bit. You know, they're doing some kind of experimentation with humans. Uh, it sets up. I think it absolutely sets up Snoke. They're talking about. I don't know if you saw the little hologram of the of the guy, uh, Dr. Pershing. Is that his name? Pershing?
1: Yes, that sounds
0: right. Um he was saying like the donor's M count. What do you think that M stands for, Molly?
2: Midichlorians.
0: Everyone's okay. favorite plot device in Star Wars
2: midichlorians! Is my guess.
0: They don't say it outright, but like that's absolutely what it is. So when I think he's talking about needing a donor, what's something that we learned in the Rise of Skywalker? That basically Snoke and all of and Palpatine himself, they're all clones. Ray, Ray's dad was a clone. Palpatine's body was a cloned body that only his spirit and soul went into. Like it's not the original Palpatine body. Um, like basically, Palpatine's doing this shit with genetics and you know crazy force experimentation. And Grogu is kind of the child. <laughs> is like the the foundation of that. One more episode we'll be able to (laughs) He's the cornerstone of that and uh, I think that that really set that up. Now we also see something in the Jedi Survivor trailer. Now Jedi Fallen Order is the game that uh, Cal appears in and the sequel is going to be Jedi Survivor There is a trailer out for the game that has someone floating in a bacta tank. Someone who's most likely a force sensitive being. Some people think And there's rumors out there, and even a little bit more than rumors, kind of leaks, maybe? Leaks that it's Starkiller from the Force Unleashed games finally being re-canonized into the new canon. Uh, And again, if, if the child's blood were to somehow be a part of that, that would actually make a lot of sense if it were to come from these experiments and to come from these things that they were messing around with. Um... So, yeah, we're we're kind of getting some more backstory for the sequel trilogy, getting some stuff for the games, getting some stuff for this show in general. But I also think a big part of the original Thrawn trilogy had to do with bringing Palpatine back, too. So if you're talking Palpatine, you have to be talking Thrawn at this time, too. Like, when that leads into the Ahsoka show, this season, this episode has so much implication for the larger Star Wars universe. Like, this is a very slept-on episode, I feel like. And, like, when you rewatch it, you... Like you can get really excited about the stuff that's to come so anyway yeah, pro- it's just that's it none of that's a lot placed. of sp- it's not super spoilery in any way it's just a lot of speculation that can happen but like they have just set up a lot of really cool directions that they can go with this
1: makes sense to me
2: but anyway that's now that, that episode it, I guess I'm
1: remembering what happened <laughs> in the episode and I'm like okay yeah I understand that okay so yes he helps oh also
0: also the space. child throws up in this episode and that's really cool that's really funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 um, this episode was also directed by Carl Weathers because he was also in it, and I thought that was kind of cute.
0: Okay. We love Carl Weathers. Honestly, Baby, you got a stew going.
1: The the, ep- the reason that I was so stoked to watch the Mandalorian season two. Um, but Carl it's Weathers. My gal. Oh, it's your gal. Oh. S- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I only watch. Wait, have Carl you seen Arrested Development? Please tell me you've seen resident Development. No, I
1: haven't. I've seen. Oh like, my god, the TV show.
0: There's a whole arc where one of the characters like gets uh, gets acting lessons from the real Carl Weathers, <laughs> and oh like all of his acting lessons aren't actually acting lessons. He's just giving him like advice on like how to make like stews and stuff like that. And he ends like every conversation with "and baby." You got a stew going.
1: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) So that's that's why I said that. But anyway, I've had I've had too much wine right now. I'm I I apologize. I've had too much wine for this. I'm a little silly.
1: Just a little silly, a little goofy. Um. So, the next episode, chapter thirteen, the Jedi, written and directed by Dave Filoni. (laughs) Because who else would write Ahsoka?
0: Who the fuck Um, else?
1: he's the authority he knows anyway well, we're ready we're going to this planet it's called the it's called it is called Corvus that's the planet yeah it's giving very much japan vibes uh that's kind of the that's kind of the vibe of the place
0: this is we a very up. samurai episode
1: yes we open up there's people on a wall and they're all like what's going on and there's a jedi killing a bunch of people and they're all like Going on, um, and then who walks out of the mist?
0: It's Ahsoka. Oh my god, oh my god, Ah! it's Osario Dawson. Oh my god, wow.
1: So she's all like, You know what I want, and she's talking to the magistrate who's like standing on the wall, too. And then the magistrate is like, I'll kill a bunch of people if you keep doing this. And Ahsoka is like, You know what I want, I'll come back in 24 hours for it. And if you don't, bad things will happen. Okay, bye.
0: I also love the like the end of season seven of Clone Wars, and she's like, "I can't kill these people. They're my friends. I don't want to kill anyone." And in this season, she's just cutting down people left
2: and right, like no mercy. So, cut to a different time. Mando comes
1: in. He lands. um, He's like, "Uh, "Stay here, baby." Oh no, no! He puts the baby in his bag, and he's kind of just like hiding him. And so, he like walks up to the gate and he's like, "Hey, um, can I come in?" And they're like, "I guess." Um, does he mention that he's looking for a Jedi?
0: No, he just says he's a part of the guild and he's he's just like looking for someone. I I, I don't know if he says he's looking for Ahsoka. I don't no, think I don't think so. he does
1: because he like no, he has like at least that much intelligence to not like. Broadcast yeah. his desires. Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't remember so exactly what it was, town. but he mentioned he's a part of the guild, and they're very interested yeah. in that.
1: Oh yeah, they're like, ooh, because they know that their magistrate um wants help dealing with Ahsoka, so they're like, maybe he can do that. So they let him in, and then they're like, go tell the magistrate that he's here because he could be of help to us. So he walks in, and the streets are deserted, and he sees like this one guy who's like talking in hushed tones to his children, and he goes over, and he's like. Or no, first he goes to like a shopkeep and he's like, Hello, shopkeep and the shopkeep is like just like turns away and like won't engage with him and then he goes to try to talk to this this guy and he's like, Please don't try to talk to us Like Uh It's pretty dystopian out here. Uh and so like Mando is kinda like, What the heck is up with this town? I thought people are usually friendlier in places And it's at this point that another guard shows up and he's like, The magistrate wants to see you And he's just like okay so <laughs> on the way to the magistrate's house there are these little I guess they're like crucifixion type setups um, but instead of them being on the cross they're like in this like cylinder of electricity that'll zap them every once in a while and they're just kind of sitting there <laughs> being tortured uh, so that's super fun um, and they're kind of I think one of them like is like help us and he's kind of just like uh, <laughs> I'm gonna continue walking <laughs>
0: Um, like no sorry try to find jedi wish i could but i can't oh i'm sorry i'm sorry
1: yeah so he walks into the magistrate's house which is great i would love to live there there's this cool little like walkway over a pond and i'm like ooh, it's so aesthetic i love it
0: Oh, it's so and samurai. And
1: is just like, I have a bit of a pest problem. I have a Jedi who's like bothering me. Um, I'd like your help killing her because like Mandalorians and Jedi are supposed to be like butting heads and I can make it worth your while. And then she just like whips out the spear and she's like, this is made of pure besker. So like, you want it? <laughs> uh, and <laughs> Yes, I do. These I are, like, really
0: do technically, want that.
1: like... It rightfully belongs with the Mandalorian, so I should just least, like, take it from you without an exchange. But, like, internally, he's like, well, I'm looking for the Jedi. If she can tell me where the Jedi is, then I can just go and see the Jedi and do my own business. And, and then not me and the Jedi can take this beer. And spear. then come back for the best car. It'll be great. So, he's all like, uh... He, like, never, like, agrees to anything. He's like, okay, well, like, where is this Jedi? And she, like, blabs because, like, clearly she's new. Well, she's not. She's not clearly new, but it's just like, ooh,
0: he's pulling one over. She's on her. not new, but she's overconfident. Right.
1: He's like she's like, Oh, I have Beskar, like I control him. Like, he couldn't possibly be looking to side with the Jedi because like historically Mandalorians and Jedi hate each other. Anyway, moving on. Mando is like, <laughs> Okay, uh, bye, I'll go find that Jedi And that's not a lie, because I will find her, but I just won't kill her for you. <laughs> so he goes into the he into the woods. Ahsoka does that thing where she's in the woods. And she na, like, ignites na, na, her lightsaber na, 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 na. again. Sorry. Um, they do a little bit of a like a back and forth fight, and you know like Beskar is the only metal that can like stand up. To Ahsoka
0: light. would have and murdered him. It wasn't so much of a back and forth. Ahsoka would have dismembered. Yeah. The but then he's all like, "Problem? Wait." <laughs> he's literally like, "Wait, wait! Please stop, Bo-Katan sent me! Oh my god! I'm, don't kill me, please!" <laughs> uh,
1: like Ahsoka Tano, uh katan sent me. Uh, for reasons. Uh, the reason is this child. Hello. He like holds it holds the baby in one hand. He's like, look at this baby. What do you do something about the baby? Um the baby. So it, it, like cuts to like Ahsoka is sitting on a rock and the baby is sitting on a rock and then like Mando is like standing in the distance and they're not talking. <laughs> he's like, uh, are you gonna do anything? And she's like, Oh, I was just talking to Grogu and he's like what? Are you crazy? His name's <laughs> his
0: name is Kid.
1: No, it's I funny. call He's him like, Kid, that's his name. Is... <laughs> He's like, who is Grogu? And then the baby's head snaps to him and I was like,
3: <laughs> what?
1: that was like one of the first moments of the season where I was just like, I can't handle this. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's simply too much. Him being like, My dad just said my name and being really excited about it. I'm like, bitch, I can't. I simply cannot. But what's crazy
0: so, is that's the first time he's probably heard his name in forever. Like, after he oh was... no! Because we learn in this episode that he was taken during Order 66 and then hidden away. And he was probably hidden by people who didn't know him, didn't care about him, like, whatever, uh, in that bunker until Mando found him. So, like, yeah. this is really the first time someone's said his name in probably 30 years.
1: And it's also it's like he's like, Crazy. my favorite person finally actually said my name and now actually also knows my name. And it's yep. like a whole thing and I'm really emotional
0: about it. But he still calls so... him kid.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Later on, he calls him pal and I'm like, I'm deceased. That is too cute. Anyway, <laughs> like literally, he's like, all right, pal, it's time to go. And I was like, ah! anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Um, she's all like oh yeah so like he can communicate using the force this is fine I know his name and we're talking and I know his story and like you said he was taken during order 66 um, but then she's all like um so I got some news I don't want to train him and then Mando's well, like, but here, wait wait
0: we're glossing hey? over something about well, order 66 they, okay, they she said someone big- hid him during order 66 we don't know who we don't know why but someone hid him. And they obviously use that term very vaguely, but I think I have a couple of theories as to who it is. I don't want to get into it because there are spoilers in that.
2: Um,
0: and what I think
2: potential spoilers. So I don't want to talk about it.
0: But you know, a lot of people have been thrown out uh, I'm not going to get into my theory of who it is, but there are a lot of people who have been thrown out Mace Windu um, being, like, after, like, Anakin cut off his hand in that fight, he survived his fall, and then Mace Windu came back and saved Grogu. Uh, Some people have been thinking Cal Kestis. I don't think that makes any sense at all, but during, in the moment, a lot of people were thinking Cal Kestis. Some were thinking Obi-Wan. Um, But I think there's a very likely answer, and I'm not going to say who it is, because that would spoil some stuff.
1: We'll get into it later. Okay. So first, well, okay. So before she just, like makes a decision, she's like, okay, let's actually like make sure he like can use the force. And Din is like, do you not believe me? I've seen it with my own two eyes through my helmet. Um, and uh, she like floats a rock to the baby to Grogu, and um, she's like, okay, can I have it back? And he's like. No, I'm holding on to this he's rock throws, now. Throws
0: it on the ground.
1: This is my rock, and I'm—I don't want it anymore, and I'm not going to use the force. And then she's like, "Okay, that's not working." And then Din is like, "Light bulb!" And he has the little like screwed-off metal piece from the ship that. Like the, really the little really ball on his stick with. shift. Yeah. So he's all like, "Uh, okay, uh, take this." And Grogu does. He uses the force and like snaps it to his hand. Um, And I got really emotional at this moment for like absolutely (laughs) no reason. And it's just because. No, for absolutely right reasons. I saw it and I was like, they're playing catch. They're playing catch. He's playing catch with his daughter and son playing catch. Oh my God. So I like teared up here because it was like simply too much. Once more, there's a lot of things that will cause me to say it was simply too much because that's just the way it is with this show. There's a lot of this, sh-
0: this season specifically that is simply too much.
1: So they figure out that he can actually use the force and like Ahsoka sees it with her own two eyes and she's like, okay, cool, got it. As if talking using the force wasn't enough. I'm like, come on, Ahsoka. But I guess it's good to cover all your bases, make sure that everything works right.
0: I think she also um, wanted to see how much he had actually like- been trained, which turns out he was actually trained true. a lot.
1: True. Um, but so she's like, yeah, so he, like, for sure should finish his training. And Din is like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, that's what I was told. It'd be great if he could get trained. And she's like, oh, no, like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, then why did you? She's like, no, I, he, so here's the thing. I, while we were talking, you know, me and Grogu, we're pals now. While we were talking, uh, I found out that he kind of, like, cares about you a lot um like you're his dad and uh you know that made me me molly really (laughs) emotional again i was like bitch (laughs) confirmation because he can't say it himself but like hearing someone else saying like oh yeah like he thinks of you as his father and i was like oh my god yep (laughs) (laughs) um and she was like yeah and i've seen quite literally firsthand how poorly that can go (laughs) 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 A Jedi is trained with attachments, and I was like, now I'm crying for different reasons
0: (laughs) because now you're just like flashback to Clone Wars, all of it. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I was
1: like, Ahsoka, why would you do that to me? That's so rude. So, anyway, she's like, yeah, so well, how did
0: you learn to fight like that? My older brother taught me. me." Oh no, here come the waterworks, (laughs) anyway. She's
1: like, yeah, so, sorry. I also have, like, a mission that I'm on. Like, I have bigger things to deal with than this child, both physically and metaphorically. Um, she's like, but, like, can you, like, help me deal with this town? And he's like, oh, fucking, I guess. And she's like, here's the good news. There's this little ancient temple thing on this other planet. You can go and take him to, like, pray there. And maybe he can call out to another Jedi who would be willing to train him. Not me, though. But I need your help. But I'm not gonna train your kid.
0: <laughs> I'm not I'm not training so, your kid. I'm not doing it.
1: So they take down the magistrate, they get the best car, um, they freeze. Ahsoka the people asks a very important question to
0: the magistrate before they take she takes her down though.
1: Yes. She's all like, Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? And Ooh. I'm like, That sounds familiar and I googled it and I was like, Oh yeah, that guy.
0: Oh, we didn't see any spoilers for rebels, did you?
1: No, I didn't. Be careful I, what I you Google. Read. I know. I didn't read deeply. I just, I like, I did that thing where I'm like, I'm just typing it and I'm not looking at what cups like auto suggests on Google and then I'm hitting it. Yeah, yeah. And then just to see a picture and then I close out the window. I'm good, smart. Good, I know my good, good. shit. That's smart. Because I was like, wait, is that a guy that I know or a guy that I don't know? And when I saw the picture and I was like, okay, I don't know him, but he, I know that he's like the guy, like he, he shows up later.
0: He's the first big bad that's introduced in the books that is not Palpatine um, in Legends, basically. Like, he was introduced in the 1980s before, like, before The Phantom Menace even came out. Like He's an old Star Wars character, which is really cool. Um, but of course, all those books were decanonized when Disney bought it. Um, but there have since been two new Thrawn trilogies that came out, one being the Thrawn series and then the Thrawn Ascendancy series of books. Uh, that have come out since Disney acquired Star Wars, and I've only read the first two of the Thrawn trilogy. Um, so I got to read the last one of that trilogy, and then the whole second one. But goddamn, he's such a good he's such a good character. He's he's one of the most like electrifying villains. I feel like he's so cool. He's hardly even a villain. He's just a really good character. Like he's just a guy with a certain point of view. And like when you start reading the books and realizing like how he views the Empire and everything, like. He's really great. We'll learn a little bit more about him as we We go further into this podcast. Yeah, yeah.
2: So anyway, there's a lot of great stuff.
1: She's like, "Where is he?" And then, and then she's off, and they part ways. And then I got emotional again when they were saying goodbye to Ahsoka. I was just emotional this whole episode, and I think and they played Ahsoka's theme. Did you catch Ahsoka's
0: theme? Ludwig got to play Ahsoka's theme. Let's go. Let's go,
2: Ludwig. Yeah, baby, that's what we went for. Yeah, baby.
1: Um, but like, uh, yeah, I think it was just because Ahsoka was there and the last time that I had seen Ahsoka on screen. I was bawling my eyes out, so it was probably <laughs> just like transferred to like me seeing her in another context and being oh, very sad. So. On to the next episode. So he's like, okay, well, I guess we'll go to this freaking Jedi Temple thing that she told, she told me to go to. I guess I'll just keep hip-hopping around the fucking universe trying to get, deal with this kid that I love with all of my entire soul and being. My <laughs> child. Fuck. Damn it. Why am I going through such lengths? I wonder. It's like I fucking give a shit about him. Who the hell do? <laughs> um... So they go to this new planet for this new Jedi temple, which is really just Jedi Stonehenge, is essentially what it is.
2: Yeah.
0: It's a very, it's a plot device.
1: With a little ball in the middle. And they get there, and he's like, Does this look very Jedi to you? As if Grogu can answer him. He's just he can so go, clueless about literally like uh? anything. He's like, what does Jedi mean? I don't even understand. No one ever defined it to me. They just told me the word, and now I just keep asking
0: people. I lived if in if a sewer my alive. whole life. I don't, know, I don't know fuck about shit.
1: Exactly. Uh, my parents were killed by droids, and then I was stolen by a bunch of freaking religious crazy people, and now I won't take my helmet off. <laughs> <laughs> and it stinks in here. It smells like I mean mildew. of the world. Honestly, I keep thinking about that. I'm like obviously he like obviously he, he like he has his like own like personal time where he'll probably bathe and stuff, but I think just like if you're running around like whenever he's walking through the desert, I'm like, Bro, you
0: are take it off
1: covered in armor and like you have so many cloaks and layers and shit, like you must be sweating balls. It must be awful. Just well, like I I like worse. to think that it
0: has a little A C like, unit in it. I like to think that he has a little cooling you, device. They,
1: I, I guess so, but I'm just thinking about like if it wasn't breathable and if it's just like layer on layer on top with like metal on top of it, like, oh my God, dude, that must be hot as shit. And I'm having the worst time right now during the summer. I'm like- <laughs> oh, Molly,
0: I'm literally recording this podcast in my underwear and in a tank top. <laughs> like I'm so fucking hot right now. It's awful. It's the
1: worst. It's so hot and like humid and uh, like people who say that they prefer summer over winter, I'm like, okay.
0: Oh, they're psychopaths. People-
1: honestly because they're like oh like i prefer being too hot over too cold and i'm like okay here's the thing both are really uncomfortable but when you're too cold at least you don't fucking smell yeah like use your head you can
0: put on so many clothes you can only take off so many before it's illegal
1: yeah before you're walking around and you're you're being arrested for indecent exposure like what what do you want me to do and also like (laughs) you can't there are only so many ways that you can like sit with your body positioned when it's hot to it's be comfortable, and none your of them knees are natural start because sweating. like the
0: back of your knee, your knee pits start realize, sweating. Like
1: if I, if any two parts of my body are touching one another, I'm like immediately like this is worst, and there's already like sweat in between. Like I can't bend my legs or my elbows or like cross my arms or anything. I just have to be like starfished out, like holding this position. So like, <laughs> no part of me is touching another part of me. It's like. It's oh. so true. Anyway, that was my rant about summer. People who are like, oh, I'm glad it's finally summer. Get wrecked.
0: No, shut up. You're you wrong. You probably
1: live with good air conditioning and like can afford to have a crazy electric bill, but like get off my lawn.
0: Your father was so, a hamster and your mother smelled of elderberries. There you go. Yeah, got him. So, Monty Python, suck it. Stupid ooh, summer daddy. lovers. Dummy. Okay, so, so, so uh, Tython. On the planet of Tython now is where we are.
1: Yes. Um. So, um, he's like, "Does this look very Jedi to you?" And then Grogu is like, "What? I don't fucking know, bitch." Blah, 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 baby noises. Um, and then he like puts them, puts it. There's like a little ball of stone in the middle, and he kind of just puts the baby on it, and he's like, "Well, are you gonna do something?" Um, and then when it looks like nothing's gonna happen, he like turns away, and then he turns back, and Grogu is like meditating, and there's like an aura around him ascending to the sky. <laughs> and I'm like, oh <laughs>
0: remembered you're training real fast.
1: He's doing it. Um, while this happens, he sees another ship come in and he's like, wait, what? And look who it is. It's Boba Fett and Fanny, but she was dead. You said she was She's dead. Not alive. She's back. I
0: fucking love that entrance. It just cuts to slave one. And you're like, yeah. holy fuck. It's Boba Fett. Did, you? <laughs> now, did Now, did you get, like, when you saw the ship, did you know that that was Boba Fett?
1: Oh, yeah. Because, like, you you mentioned like, uh... that, like,
0: Attack of the Clones is the movie you watched the most, and Slave One is in that ship, like, a bunch.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, like, I knew that was the, but bo- also, because, like, I remember always thinking about it, like, the way that it is when it's landed, um, where you're, like, if you, once you get in it, you're, like, sitting on your back until it's in the sky, and I was always just, like, that's, like, a normal space shuttle where they're all, like, Laying down and it takes off. Anyway, unrelated. You (laughs) you get to see a
0: lot of the inner mechanisms of the ship in this show. Just so cool. You get to see it like rotating and stuff, like as it takes off and lands. Like you get to see that. It's so cool.
1: So like he's there because he knows where his armor is because Mando has it. Um, And so there's like a little bit of an altercation, and he's like, "Give me my armor back." And and Mando's like, "You're not Mandalorian, I can give it to you." Um, I was also Ah, like, "The Polynesian Spa." We knew this was coming because I didn't mention this, but like when he was on Tatooine, there's like a little like blink and you miss it shot where like a bald guy like stands up, and I'm like, hmm.
0: Well, he turns he around. It, it. He turns around, and you see that it's Tamora.
1: Right, and I'm like, oh.
0: I but was like, I was that, under the thinking is that Boba after or, that, or
1: another clone.
0: I was under the impression that when I I saw that shot and I saw Tamora there, I thought that's it. That's all we're getting of Boba Fett in this show, and I mm-hmm. thought it was. He saw that, the, that Mando was taking his armor, and he was okay with that. And he's like, I've started a new life doing fuck all out in the desert. Like, I'm a farmer now. I live with the Tuscan Raiders, whatever. And, like, I, you know, like, that's a life that I no longer live. I'm happy that someone has my armor that's going to make good use of it. So in the weeks leading up to the show, I was like, we're never going to see Boba Fett again. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. And I was like, and I, I think that that kind of would have been an interesting end for the character, just knowing that he survives. And he's living a peaceful life on Tatooine. And then this episode happened. <laughs>
2: I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> he's like, not." I'm I want my armor. I want my I want armor. My father's
1: armor.
0: Well, and when we first see him, uh, one of the first lines he says, "He's like, wait, who are you? What are you?" And he says, "I'm just a simple man trying to make my way through the galaxy." And the first time we see Django in Attack of the Clones, Obi Wan asks him, "Who are you?" And he says. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way through the universe.
2: So, a little bit of a callback there.
1: Nice. Pretty fun. He's his father's son. He's his anyway. father's son. <laughs> um, yeah, Dad, get so him! He's there. Fire!
0: <laughs> sorry. <He's> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to do a Daniel Logan. I have to throw Daniel Logan in there.
1: Okay. Um, so he's like, give me my heart back. Um, give me my hat back, Jordan. You want to go to Uncle Cracker's or no? Um. Sorry. <laughs> um, <that's> over, <laughs> moving on. Um, he wants his armor back. There's like a whole thing, and then some fucking stormtroopers show up, and they're like, "What?" So then they like end up on the same side because the cl- they're like attacking everyone. So it's like a whole thing, and then and we Lando also see like, that
0: Boba Fett's actually a man of honor in this, where yes. he's like, "No, I'm gonna make sure I gave you my word. The kid would be safe till I get my armor back, and until the yes. kid's safe, you don't have my word. Like my word is not fulfilled."
1: Yeah. So they agree to to. Work together. Um, so Mando goes back and he's like, "Okay, Grogu, it's time to go." And um, he try- Like this is another instance where I'm like, "Bro, do you have a single brain cell at all?" Because like he tries three separate times to like grab Grogu out of his like meditation circle. <laughs> he doesn't know he's in a Star gets Wars show. Thrown back every single time. I'm like, "Why did you think that this time was going to be different, huh?" Isn't the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, sir? So um they're trying to get to grogu and they can't so more stormtroopers keep on showing up so he's like okay well i guess i gotta help because like fennec and boba are like dealing with shit so he's doing that and like while this is all happening grogu finally finishes his his meditation and he's all like oh wow they really took a lot out of me i'm tuckered out um so that's all happening um and like they think that they've dealt with all of the stormtroopers i think uh and then uh the 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 previously foreshadowed droid, dark troopers that Moff Gideon has been developing, come down, and they grab Grogu. Oh no! They got the baby. They're taking the baby away. What's happening? Um, so they're taking him away, and then uh, like dubstep
0: intensifies. Like,
1: yeah. Boba's like, I promised I'd get the, I'd keep the child safe, so like we gotta like keep doing it. Um, well, and Boba also tussle, gets his armor
0: back at, like halfway through the fight and just that's true. wrecks. Yeah, some no, like when fucking Mando fucking <laughs> shop, dude. Oh my god. When Mando that-
1: is uh, <sighs> distracted, he just like slips into the ship and he comes out and he's like, I'm wearing it now.
0: <laughs> well, but that shot too, like what we were talking about earlier with Cobb Vanth where he was like he looked awkward and scrawny and he didn't fill out the armor. Like when you see Tamura with the armor on, you're like, Oh shit. This is the wearer of this armor. This guy is about to wreck some dudes, and my oh my god, thing about he that does! Too, though,
1: is that he uses the little back rocket thing, like where he like leans, like he like takes aim and he leans forward, and the rocket shoots from his back. But like, I feel like there was only one, and we saw the other guy use it twice. And I'm like, who's reloading this? Where are you <laughs> getting these specific rockets that you can attach specifically to Boba Fett's armor? How
3: do you just well, he. I think he he
0: gets around. another one later. Like you see it later, and he like has like, another rocket, and it's different. Guy? Like it looks different than the normal armor does. It's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. think that this is one of the best entrances. Like, I mean, obviously, spoilers. Luke is in this later. We talked about this already in the episode. Um, mm. But like going back and rewatching, like I kind of get. I, I get, like, equal amounts of goosebumps in this scene, too. Maybe that's because Boba Fett is, like, probably one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Um, yeah. If not my favorite. But, like, I don't know. I was just, like, I, I, Boba Fett had never done anything cool on screen, ever. Ever. And all he does is sit there and look cool next to Darth Vader in episode five, and then in episode six he flies into a hole. And, like, that's it. That's all he does in live action. So finally seeing him being able to kick some ass was awesome. It was such a it was such a relief. It was a check
2: mark off the bucket list. I had wanted it for so long. Yeah, dude. So the grogu gets taken away
1: um, and they can't stop it and then also Razor Crest gets blown up. <laughs> 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 so that's a bummer.
0: That's that sucks, doesn't it? You hate to see that um, happen.
1: Good thing is that Beskar is pretty indestructible, so like that's the spear that he got was like the only thing that survived.
0: Yep. And so he and has the, ha- the little ball. The
1: little ball. And it's another sad moment where I'm like, please, I think I'm gonna run out of tears at some point. Like my tear ducks are crying out for help. Oh no. Um <laughs> so, Like you said, Boba is like, I'll help you. And Fennec is like, well, I mean, I guess I go wherever he goes. So I guess I'll help you too or something. And so they decide they're going to go and enlist the help of Cara Dune, who is going to enlist the helps of of Max Mayfield, who was from the heist episode in the previous season. So they got to break him out of jail and use him to their advantage to get information on where Moff Gideon is so they can go and save the baby.
2: So they do that. So they... (laughs) Such an elaborate plan. Um, So they break Max
1: Mayfield um, out of jail. Um, He's back.
0: (laughs) Bill Burr Burr is back back. and he's more Boston than ever. The only guy in Star Wars with a Boston accent.
1: It's so funny seeing people with like American accent type, like, you know, like regional accents in Star Wars because it seems so out of place. (laughs) Because um, like they well, we uh, have this, this guy, man. they have like the, the alien guy, guy from Navarro. The first guy that we see Mando catch, and then he's like a secretary on Navarro. He also has like a New Jersey. Oh, Horatio accent Sands'
0: character, yeah.
1: And I'm like, this is so funny to me. Um, I so, think he's just a New Yorker, a, right,
0: Horatio Sands? Maybe, maybe not.
1: He could be either. It's the same accent. Sorry if I offend anyone from New Jersey and New York for being offended. I cannot tell the difference
0: between New York and Brooklyn. Like I can't tell the difference.
1: Okay. Yeah, so that so Bilbo is back. He's back, baby. Um, and I called this the spy episode because they're like infiltrating a little empire operation so that they can hack into the mainframe. (laughs) I'm in, um, and get information about where Moff Gideon is. So what ends up happening is they're like they're they're helping with this shipment of this like unstable metal,
2: rhydonium,
1: and, and yes. Um, and so um, they're like, they're on this new planet. It's another planet. There's a new planet, a new episode. Um, there are like, raiders from the planet keep trying to blow up the Rhydonium because, like, who who likes the Empire? No one likes the Empire. But Well, um, and we
0: also, Mando has to not wear his armor for this mission.
1: This particular I was mission. Getting to that.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Well, you were talking about the pirates and everything, and I was like, oh, we skipped ahead a little bit. I know. Bit. I'm I sorry. Just, so.
1: So that's some context, and they are disguising themselves as some of the troopers who are transporting the Rhydonium. So Bill Burr is like, all right, I'll put this armor on, but like, hey, Mando, like if you're coming, you can't wear your normal armor because you stick out like a sore thumb, which is what I've been saying all season. He needs yeah. to cover up a little bit.
0: I also love so how they go through happening. the list of everyone, and they're like, hey, can you wear stormtrooper armor? It's like, well, if I have to take off the helmet, I'm like, no. And they like are go to Boba Fett, and they're like, what about you? And he's like... Let's just say they might recognize my face, and it's like, yeah, he is the <laughs> most recognizable face in the entire fucking galaxy. Like, he's literally been all over the galaxy. Yep. Everyone knows um, who that guy is.
1: Everyone knows who he is. Um. So yeah, Mando ends up having to be the one to go. Um. And it and it is actually like a really interesting, like philosophical question, like conversation that him and Bill Burr end up ha- having. Where oh, it's, it's like, awesome. Is it? Is it taking off the helmet, or is it showing your face? Like, which is like which is the thing that's the problem? Because you've they're... taken the armor off. Like, yeah, it's like the there's problem, a difference. Like, you've done that, so like it's a difference between like what you're doing, like what you care about, like what the creed says. I feel like um, this is one really of the get first. good answer. kind of like an open-ended question, but
0: this is this is also one of the first uh episode- like or er, er, not not first like all of Star Wars is like philosophical, but I feel like this is one of the most like just kind of on the nose, just like. Applicable to a lot of real-world situations, where he's talking about like being invaders on their land and stuff like that. I just think that this is like one of the most interesting conversations that two characters have in Star Wars. Just really cool, Mm -hmm. and I think it just added a lot of depth that the the show really hasn't had before. Um, It did have it, but I don't know. This just just made it more relatable. I don't take the helmet
1: off and then kind of just like leaving it at that. Yeah, but this kind of like takes it a step further. Um so they do end up being the only shipment that makes it through because Mando was actually like doing something helpful for once. Um yeah. And
2: I um, never thought you'd so be excited it... to see Titan fighters.
1: Mm. Um so they make it through and everyone's like, "Wow, like you guys are heroes. You did it." Um and then they're kind of just going about their business. They find out where the computer is. It's like in the mess hall. Um and um bill burr who like i'm like you could uh, like there was a whole thing where he took his helmet off and never put it back on and i'm like why would you not like if you don't want people to recognize you why not just take the helmet and put it back on like he just left it in the in the vehicle and then he was like eh, well, plot go reasons there. i know i know also he probably but didn't he think like, he'd I run into, into anyone he knew that's true like it's a big galaxy like, true uh, but so, like, he sees a guy in the mess hall who was, like, apparently one of his old commanding officers when he was, like, fighting in something.
0: <laughs> well, the the so Galactic like, Civil War, yeah.
1: Yes. So he's like, well, I can go in there because he's going to recognize me. And Mando's like, well, how do you know that? He might not. He might not remember you. Um, he's like, well, I can't do it. And then Mando's like, fine, I'll go in there. So he goes in there and he gets up to the computer and he's trying to get the information. And then it's, like, facial scan. And he's all like, uh... <laughs> and it scans the helmet and it's like we won't give you the information unless you do a facial scan. Which I didn't again, it's like plot reasons. I didn't understand it like if he's not really like a part of the empire, what's the facial scan going to do? His face isn't in yeah. the records. And if it I mean, were, it would be as a bad guy to flag as a warning.
0: I, I I I totally agree with you on that. I do think it's kind of a plot hole. I think if you want to try and explain it one way or another, um there are some like like there are scenes in especially in rebels it's a big plot point where they're like wait who accessed these files we got to see who did it and they like go back and like find the person who accessed it basically and like are able to like oust them as traitors or as spies or something like that um so if it's for if it's for anything it's probably to be like if it is an imperial trooper it probably just takes a photo and a scan of their face when they open the file so that if that file and that information is then leaked, we can look and see who it is. That's yeah, it the way I like, am explaining the plot hole in my head, but it might yeah. just be not super airtight of a plot.
1: Yeah. Another <laughs> thought I had just now is to like make sure it wasn't a droid taking it, like it had yeah. to be a person taking it.
0: If it yeah, was, I like, think there's that too, yeah.
1: Like who knows, but so anyway, he has to facial scan, so he takes like an espionage
0: droid, yeah.
1: Because he's doing it for his son, he cares that much. I would ah. like to see the um, And so he gathers the information, and then the old the, the the commanding officer guy to Bill Burr like sees them and is like, oh, you got you're the guys who like got the Rydani or whatever. In, um, good job. Let's have a drink starts doing um, like Mando, inglorious
0: oh, bastards, bad guy tension speeches. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and Mando still has his helmet off and he's kind of just like, uh, uh, <laughs> and it's like a whole thing. So he, like the commanding officer guy starts talking about basically like he's like, yeah, I don't really care about any of the lives under me that were lost or any of the people who died because of me. It's kind of just like the way it is. And then Bill Burr gets really mad and shoots him. Uh,
3: uh, well, he that, talks so about like,
0: Operation Cinder, um, which is actually explored very up close and you are ex- you experience it when you play battlefront 2 the campaign of battlefront 2 operation cinder was basically palpatine's contingency plan like once he died uh there were all of these drones that activated that had like messages from palpatine that basically said burn it burn all of it if i can't have this empire no one can have it so it was basically just like a mass execution of certain planets um and like literally cleansing and glassing entire populations. Uh, storm, and, and including stormtroopers and imperial legions that were like on the planets that they were destroying. so it was just like a mass murder on a galactic scale that Palpatine did. Um, and so Bill Burr yes. was basically on the ground when that was happening, and apparently that was his commanding officer when he was doing it. Mayfield, yes. not not Bill Burr. Bill Burr's the
1: actor yeah Nope. I'm just going to keep saying Bill Burr. <laughs> it is. It ain't, <laughs> so it's, just, it's just Bill Burr. <laughs> and he shoots the guy. And it starts a whole thing where they're like, we got to leave quickly. And there was going to be a whole thing where Cardoon and Fennec had to like shoot out like some some guns that were on the top of the base that they were at so that Boba could come in and, and retrieve them, um, which does end up happening. But then they also cause like a big explosion. Um, they make it out of the base. They're standing in the woods. And then Max Mayfield is like, OK, I guess I got to go back to jail now because that was like the deal. And they were like, wow, it's really a big shame that Max Mayfield died in the explosion at that one base, huh? Isn't it, Mando? You're right, Cara Dune. It is unfortunate. <laughs> Basically, they just let him go free and like write it off as saying that he died so he can just go do whatever he wants. And he's like, okay, right. Okay, cool. I Bye. like to
0: think that at first, because I, re- I was rewatching this episode, and I like to think that at first Mayfield was like... Wait, does that mean they're gonna kill me right now? Are they just gonna kill me and like uh, and like tie <laughs> Honestly, up loose I would ends? Not put
1: it past either of them. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like the whole bit where he's like, where he sees Boba Fett and he's like, "Oh, I thought you were another guy." And then Mando shows up and he's like, "Fuck, damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, I, I really thought that he like the first time they were like, "Too bad, Max died in that explosion." He's like, "Oh, fuck. Okay, well now I'm a loose end. and They're gonna kill me. So great." <laughs> <laughs> But then they're like, yeah, I guess we'll never know what happened to him.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, they let him go
1: off. and Now they have the information they need. They know where Moff Gideon is. They can make their way over. But first, they go to see bo again. He's like, hey, Bo-Katan. I have some information you might find interesting. I know you're really obsessed with finding Moff Gideon. I know where he is, and I'm going to take him down. I could use some help, since I know we're kind of like two birds, one stone situation where you want to get to him and I want to get to him for different reasons. We should team up. And she's like, all right, bet. I want to get that dark saber. It's mine, bitch. And he's like, wish I knew well, what that she, was. Oh, she does not
0: with? say that. All she says is leave Moff Gideon to me. Right. Like, you, we want him alive.
1: Well, I was just making a funny little ha ha joke because even if she did say Darksaber, he wouldn't have any single idea like,
0: what it was. He'd be like, "I don't fucking know, dude. I have no idea what He's that like, is, bro." Are what are you of talking words about? That you
1: just said together, but I don't know what any of them mean. So, um, big fight. Pew pew pew. They they get in. There's like a whole thing where they're like trying to like do this little signal thing, but they're able to get on the ship with their ship. The, you get it, <laughs> the way that Star Wars usually yep. do. They like basically do a wing thing, so they could get through the shield.
0: Yeah, Boba Fett's shooting at. The, they they steal an Imperial shuttle. Boba Fett's shooting at the shuttle. It's also a shuttle that Doctor Pershing like, happens let us to be in. on. We're
1: getting attacked, and they were like, "Wait, we need to clear you." And they're like, "No, there's no time. We're getting attacked." Um, and they sneak their way in. Yeah, they so do. They're on the ship, and they're wrecking shop. And then Moff Gideon is like, "Uh-uh, not today. I'm gonna stick my 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 dark." Guys, my dark troopers on them. Um and dubstep intensifies. In anyway, Mando makes I, it there in time I, and Molly, one is like I about to leave the room.
0: I legitimately listen to that song sometimes. Like I have a, I have a playlist of like movie soundtracks that I like and on them oh, on bro, one same. of those is like the dark troopers theme song from this season. <laughs> and I'm just like every now and then like when I'm walking I just like like and I'm like walking fast I'll play it and I'm like (laughs) so fucking good anyway
2: they're
1: like about to enter the ship at large and then Mando is like nope and he like opens the door in so like the he shuts the door and then he opens the door airlock out into space and and then they kind of just get sucked out into space which my thought I was like why would you put an airlock sort of kind of door like that in the room with the dark troopers? I guess later it's explained because spoiler alert they can fly and they come back. Well,
0: we already knew they could fly. They flew down to pick up Grogu. Um, but
1: like they can they can like be okay in space. I think the reason that people.
0: door is there is so they can just deploy really quickly. I think it makes sense.
1: I know, but I think in the moment when I was watching it, I was like, that's a stupid door to have there when they came Oh, Oh, when he thought the that they were, they were
0: actually dead? Yeah,
1: <laughs> when I was like, oh, I was, I was in, the, in the Din Djarin headspace where I was like, no thoughts, head empty. Yeah, Out space, space equals go, dead. Now the problem yeah. is solved. Um, so then he's like, cool, now let's find where Grogu is. Well, he goes he's got to gotta fight just baby.
0: one of them first, and it's that's just true. like the fight of his fucking life. Rough. It is really yeah. hard. He kills it, but the like, goddamn,
1: comes in handy.
0: <laughs> yep, it's further um, proof that Din Djarin is actually not that great at fighting. He just has an indestructible suit of armor.
1: Yup, um, he's just real sturdy. Um, so he's able to find his way over to where Grogu is. He opens up the cell door, and then Moff Gideon is there with the dark saber held over Grogu as if he's gonna kill him. And it's like, man, don't do that. That's so not cool. Um. Anyway, then Moff Gideon and Mando fight again. Beskar really comes in handy because the Darksaber can't cut through it. Um. So they're all like, "Bing, bang, boom! Fight, wacha!" Um. And in the end, Mando is able to beat Moff Gideon. How he was able to pull this off, I'll never know. But then, now he's the <laughs> honestly, the yeah. owner of the dark He won it in combat. For later. So he picks it up and he's like, "I guess I'll just have this now. I, it has no significance to me whatsoever." <laughs> um, Call yourself and then, a
0: Mandalorian, Dinjarin. Yep. Come on.
1: And so he he drags Moff Gideon to the bridge, which is where everyone else is because they've kind of just dealt with everyone else that was on the ship. And so he drags him in and he's like, "Okay, I have the baby now. We're good." Um, and then he's also like, Oh, also, like, I found this sword. I figured you'd want it, Book 10. And she's all like, What? And he's like, Well, like, I beat Moff Gideon and do you want the sword? And she's like, You did what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no. He's like, Yeah, it's not a big deal. Take the sword. You wanted this, right? Like, I figured that was your whole deal. And then Moff Gideon thinks it's hilarious. He's like, Ha, she can't take it because she has like fucking tradition bullshit that she's adhered to. So she can't just take it to you from you. And I'm like, Ooh, uh, that spells uh, bad news for Mando in the future, because he's about to get his ass beat eventually, at some some point down in the future, by Bo-Katan. I really hope she doesn't kill him for it. Uh, that may be a little sad. Um, so that's something to really fun look forward to. Um, but here's
0: <laughs> the thing, right? And like what he says about the dark is, whoever wields the dark saber rules Mandalore. Molly, what is this show called?
3: The Mandalorian.
2: Hmm. The show. I don't know. It doesn't what's what's the show called? It
1: doesn't, it doesn't seem like his. It doesn't seem like his deal to want to rule anything. So
0: I don't know, man. Isn't that the best ruler of all? The one that doesn't want any power. He, it's guess. not the Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian.
2: Is what I think this mm-hmm. show is meant to be. Like he's the guy. I, I guess don't know. we'll only have to see.
1: We'll just have to wait and see. We'll
0: just have to wait and see.
1: Anyway, we're in the end game now. Everyone thinks everything is great because everyone's been dealt with, but uh-oh, the alarms start going off. And who's boarding the ship? A, a bunch of things, but there are no life forms. But it's the dark trooper droids, bah, bah. and they're back kick kick And Harrison is rocking out to dubstep. So they're back, and they're kind of holed up. They're held up on the bridge and they don't really know what to do. And they're all like, oh my God, it's all helpless. And then an X Wing appears out of nowhere.
0: Oh, great. One X Wing. We're saved.
1: What is happening? And then someone gets off the X Wing and ignites a green lightsaber. He's got a little black cloak on. Yeah, he's got some gloves, some little gloves to cover his hands.
0: Mm -hmm. He
1: just starts killing a bunch of dark troopers. I keep no dark problem. saber and dark dark troopers are just they're messing me up. So, he beats them all and then um Grogu is like they're like watching all this happen on like security cameras and Grogu is near one of them and he like makes little baby noises and like taps the screen and Mando's like, "What?" And then Grogu's like, "Eh." And if you will remember, he was reaching out to other Jedi's for them to apparently to potentially come and um, pick him up to take him to get trained so he probably senses the force rightfully so in this individual who is currently defeating all the dark troopers so Mando like senses this because he's a good father um, he's not good at many things but he's a good father sometimes occasionally and he is like okay open the door and everyone's like what are you crazy we don't know if well, this guy before, is like, good well before this
0: though we also see Moff Gideon's face when he sees his security monitors And he has been in control of almost every situation he's been in in this show. Even when he's, like, been losing, like, he's still been, like, determined. But for the first time ever, he is shitting his pants because all he he sees is the person who walked into a room with Darth Vader and the Emperor, and he was the only person to walk out of it.
2: That's it. That's who he sees. He's real scared. But anyway, Mando is like, I don't know who this guy is, but
1: he's cl- killing the things that were trying to kill us. So, and, and Grogu, I trust Grogu. I trust the baby. Um, so he opens the door. And then, of course, another lightsaber in the mist. Um, and then he turns off his lightsaber, and he puts it on his belt, and then he takes his hood off, and it's Plo Koon.
0: It's Plo Koon!
1: With all of his little tentacles and his little goggle thing, he
2: says, "Little Ahsoka." Dave
1: Filoni's favorite Jedi. <laughs> Just kidding! It's Luke Skywalker. Oh, to see that. First of all, I'd like to say, going into the Mandalorian season two, I knew very little except for the fact that Ahsoka was here. I think I was blinded by my like Ahsoka tunnel vision because I did not know that Boba Fett was in this series, and I definitely did not know that Luke Skywalker was in this series.
0: I like, am. Truly shocked that you didn't know either of those. Like that's genuinely. I I don't. I think
1: it's just because like like I'm not on I'm not on Star Wars TikTok. I like don't I'm not on Twitter anymore. Um, like I don't I like it's it's must it just must have slipped by me. Like I really have no idea because like even like until like uh, it took me a long time to be like wait that can't be luke right also because like timeline is confusing but i'm like wait who is this t- are gonna be a new jedi that we're getting introduced to but like after a while i was like okay no like that's luke
3: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um,
1: but it was like a whole thing where i'm like what is going on how um, long did it yeah, take I, for you to like, realize it know. was luke though i think it was when i saw like it was a green lightsaber and then i was like okay but like Tons of people could have green lightsabers. But then, like, it showed the glove, and I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah. Like, when I I honestly, when I was watching this, this was such a moment in time for the Star Wars community because we knew that someone was going to come, right? We knew that, like, some big guy was going to come. A lot of people thought it was going to be Cal Kestis from Fallen Order. Some people even thought Mace Windu. Um, some people thought that it would be an entirely new Jedi and that that would be really cool. We get a really cool new character added to the cast. But like, I really don't think it was on anyone's radar that they would do Luke Skywalker. I really don't think people thought they would do it. Like, it was just, how could it be done, you know? Like, right. th- th- Could would you recast it? Some people thought Sebastian Stan would be a really good fit and I kind of do wish that would have been the case. <laughs> But, like, everyone is, I think everyone is just so hung up on, like, how could they do it that, right. you know, it was never a thought that would, that would enter our brains to, to even think that Luke Skywalker would be the one to show up. Like, why would you touch that character, you know? Like, he's, he's completely outside the power realm and the mythos of, like, the characters that we know now. Like, these are all very, like, you know, ground-level, foot-soldiers-type people, you know? Like, Luke Skywalker is, like, a god in this universe at this point. Like, he's so powerful right now. Like, why would he even bother himself with the trivial problems of these people? And, of course, it's because Grogu is an anomaly and Mm -hmm. more
2: ultra-powerful than probably any of them could wrap their heads around. It's insane. Right. Right so yeah I like I really
1: don't know how I missed it and I just like got this to be like a genuine like oh my god that's Luke Skywalker like experiencing it for the first time and not knowing he was gonna appear situation oh
0: god I wish I was I mean, there I, guess I'm glad I wish I had seen it. that oh my god
1: I was thinking about that I feel like if you're gonna make me watch something that's gonna make me cry you should be there the next time it happens so you could be like super entertained by it
0: uh, yeah yeah I agree I agree <laughs>
1: um we'll make it work so, yeah, next time Luke, when we watch Rebels Luke Yes, Luke Skywalker, he's here, and then um, Din is just like, "Um, are you a Jedi?" <laughs> and Luke is like, graciously like, "Yeah, I am, buddy. I am a Jedi." <laughs> yeah,
0: buddy, good job. Pats him on the head.
1: You did it. I'm a Jedi. Um, and you so got it. He's like, "I'm. I've come to take the child away to 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 train the child." Um. And then like Grogu looks up at Mando, and Mando's like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to go with you. And then Luke is like, no, he wants your permission. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had already started crying at this point because I knew it was happening, and I was like, shit. Um, so he walks over. He picks up the baby. He's like, he calls him pal. It, inter- it ru- ruins me. It absolutely ruins me. Molly
0: loves Con, a good nickname.
1: Pal. I'm a sucker for a nickname. Um, and, uh, he's like, don't be, like, you can go, it's fine, like, um, you you need to go with your own kind, like, he can help you be safe, like, you could go, and he's, like, reassuring Grogu, and, 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 So he's, like, he's basically done his all. he's like, you should go, like, be with your own kind, and then Grogu, like, lifts his little hand up and touches his helmet, and then he, like... <coughs> I was already crying and then I was like sobbing because he like lifts his hand up and he starts taking his helmet off and I'm like because the other two instances in the Mandalorian where he took his helmet off it was like he was forced within the circumstances to have to take his helmet off neither of those were like of his own free will where he was just like making the decision with no external factors, like it, it, like he didn't need to take his helmet off. And this is the first time he's taking it off of his own accord. So he takes his helmet off so that Grogu can see his fucking face. And he's crying. Uh, oh, okay. Oh my god. Oh my I god. mean I also am. I'm like, wow, same Oh, we're all
0: we're all bawling and at this then,
1: point. Uh Grogu touches his real face and is just like looking at him, like trying to remember his face before he's going off for how who knows how long.
2: Uh
0: Hey, uh, (laughs) remember The Last Jedi?
1: So, (laughs) I'm not crying. You're crying. We're all crying. It's very emotional. There's big, sweeping emotional music happening in the background, too. He puts Grogu on the ground. Grogu continues to cling to his leg, and I'm like, you stop that. And then he finally turns around and walks around. Who's there? Who's there? R2D2. I'm crying more now because R2D2 is now here. It's R2, like, you know?
0: It's fucking R2-D2. He looks like a golden retriever. Like, it's crazy. Like, like he's a golden retriever. BB-8's like a little dachshund. Like, <laughs> it's it's too good. I love R2. You're
1: right. You are correct. But so, like, R2-D2 and Grogu have a little conversation.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. Here's This is another theory that people have. This isn't the spoiler one that I have. Um,
1: oh, that R2 has already met that, Grogu?
0: That R2 is the one that saved Grogu from Order 66. Oh. That while Anakin was storming the Jedi Temple and killing everyone with the 501st, R2 slipped away and tried to save
2: as many as he could, and that Grogu was one of them.
1: Ooh.
2: Could be. That I don't could know. Be
1: sweet. Um, but like after R 2s little conversation with Grogu, he's finally like, okay, and he lifts his arms. He's like, he's like, I want uppies. Um, and I want uppies. Up. Give me uppies. I want uppies. Um, and uh, Luke picks him up, and he like does a little nod at Mando. Mando is crying more now, and I'm like, you can't do that. You can't. You can't really <laughs> not see your face for the majority of the show and then be like overwhelmed with emotion and crying. It's the same thing when Rex was executing order 66 and he was crying because of it because he had like enough
0: oh my god it's so similar to that isn't it
1: really upset about killing ahsoka because it's like these are people who like never show this kind of emotion and now they're being like
0: dude when you you were talking about that uh, moment in our clone war season 7 finale and you were talking about like when ahsoka picks off his helmet and he's crying like i immediately thought of this scene and i was like oh molly You don't know what you're in for. (laughs) You don't know what's coming.
1: Now I know. Now I know. So, yeah, basically, there's, like, really big emotional music that I can't listen to without crying now. Like, even just listening to the song. Oh, my God. From the end. Because it's such a good
0: song. I I have two mandalorian songs on that playlist molly only two from this album and it's the dark troopers theme and the theme that plays right here and every time i listen to this one i ball my eyes out because i can remember every scene every line of dialogue that is spoken so vividly when i listen to it and i just cry again i'm gonna cry now so
1: yeah grogu is walking well luke is walking with Grogu, grogu looking over his shoulder you know, props to Luke for making sure that Grogu was always facing Din Djarin as yep. he was walking away. Like, he was walking away, he was over the shoulder, and then when they turned around in the elevator, he was, like, presenting Grogu, <laughs> like, so that he could continue to make eye contact with his father. Um, And it's just, it just keeps showing me Din Djarin's face, and he's crying, and the whole time, and I'm just like, I've seen it, and I... I'm I'm sad about it. Can you stop? Because I'm crying more. Because every time you show me his face, (laughs) he's like crying more and he's more emotional. Um, And then the elevator door closes, and that's the end of season two of The Mandalorian. And I am a sad, sad
0: boy. But you're sad. But Um, you're you also gotta be some like a little hopeful though, right? Like a little bit because you're like he's gonna fulfill like his destiny. He's gonna go train to become a Jedi and and unlock. Like, some of the stuff he'd probably forgotten when he was training in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, you know?
1: I know. I'm just like, the like, I'll see you again. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh. So, like, okay, so this, uh, I think it's been established that I do, like, I like crying.
0: <laughs> oh, of course. Who doesn't love crying? Crying's great. It's like
1: really, it's really nice and cathartic to cry and let it all out, especially at TV shows and stuff where you, like, care a lot about the characters. Yeah. Obviously, nothing beats the first cry. Like, there's something about it when you're like experiencing it for the first time and it makes you cry it's like about that but I will tell you that since I've seen this which I finished it like two weeks ago um, yeah
0: literally after we recorded can, our Attack on Titan podcast Molly watched yeah, I'm all like, of this show I'm it's gonna been two watch weeks it.
1: bye um, and I can still watch the last scene and like cry from it like every single time and like I said oh, listening to the music, it'll make me cry but I cried and it's, like, watching really it again for like, this episode like three days ago yeah Like I seek it out. Like I'll like go. I'll like go on YouTube and just be like, "Goodbye, Grogu," and then I'll like watch (laughs) the scene and I'll be like, "Yeah, bitch, I'm crying." And I did it. Like I did. Like the day after I watch, because I watched it on a Sunday or something. uh, Like the the Monday after, I was at work and I was like during my lunch break and I was like, "Maybe I'll watch it again." I feel like I won't cry. And then I like started watching it and I was like, "Oh, no, I'm crying at work." That was not smart.
0: That was not smart. Um,
1: (laughs) But yeah, I'll just like keep watching it. I will say, I'm sorry, but I was like, okay, like I know everything, so I was like, I saw this video that was just like um, six minutes of Dinjar, or like not that long, like four minutes of Dinjar and missing Grogu, and I'm like, what? So now I know he's in Boba Fett, and Damn I'm it. sorry. I know you love, I know you love Boba Fett, but I like had no, like I was gonna watch it for the podcast, but I was kind of just like, if it's just about Boba Fett, like I'm not like that interested in watching it. But now that I know that they're in it,
0: I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Oh, damn it. I'm so upset I'm that got sorry. spoiled. I, it's
1: because I thought I knew everything. I was like, well, season three isn't out yet, so like, I'm caught up. I didn't think that he would be in anything else. Clearly, I should have known because Boba Fett was in his show, so obviously, he's going to be in Boba Fett's show. Um, I'm so not going to tell you in
0: that. what capacity or how. Yeah, no. As um, soon as I,
1: as soon as I like, saw it, he was like, I'm looking for Grogu. And I'm like, wait, you know his name? That's that's not from season two, and I was like, oh, he's in Boba Fett, so I like closed out of the video. Oh, so damn,
0: it's a, and honestly that's not that big of there. a spoiler. They do kind of like tee up to it, where they're like, yeah, Mando's coming, yeah, get ready for it. So yeah, we know Mando's in Boba Fett. It's fine, and he's just mm-hmm. missing Grogu, and it's okay. It's and it's, but it's it's sad. not sad. It's, it's not sad at all. Don't worry it's about it. Boy. It's not sad. Don't okay. even fret. Jeez,
1: now you're scaring me. I mean, but like I said, I like to cry. I like a good cry. Um. Anyway, that's all. That's all I'd say about that. I just really like watching YouTube videos that make me cry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have I have a couple questions for you that I want to ask. Um. First up, what did you think of the Luke deepfake? The Mark Hamill
2: deepfake.
1: Hearing about the process that they went through to get it, I was like, "That's pretty cool. Like, that's pretty good."
0: Yeah. Like. Like, but I'm talking like when like he first pulled there. off his his hood, like before watching the BTS, before any of that context, the first initial reaction to it. Were you like, like it what, was, what was it?
1: Here's the thing: it was better than the Leia one. Really? So I actually I think the Leia the one's Leia
3: one.
0: pretty good.
1: I think, but I think it might have just been because like. Something about the Leia one, like was she all CGI or did they do the same thing and put her face I, on Yeah,
0: I one? think because they, well they were talking like Leia and Tarkin in Rogue One were both fully animated characters. They weren't deep fakes so much as they were just like right. reconstructions. So the fact like they talked that- about that a little bit. This was like the actual deep fake process of like using an AI to like go across m- millions of photos and images that are like on the internet, interviews, videos and like just pull from all of that to like not just create an animation, but to create a series of photos that line up with, like, you know, what you want the character to be saying and doing.
1: Right. Yeah, so, like, I think it's because it was, it was like, the face was the only thing weird, and the rest of the body was kind of just, like, you could tell it was real. I thought it was better than Leia. And, like, obviously, you could still just be, like, I mean, obviously, that's not really Mark Hamill. Um,
0: I mean, but it kind of was, though.
1: Well, I know, the they did have him, like, come in and, like, yeah, so yeah. that they could use that as references and stuff, which I thought was really neat. Um But it was, like, I didn't think it was bad, but, I mean, there's always, like, there's going to be, like, and I know they were talking about behind the scenes, they're, like, they're going to reach a, mo- like, they're going to reach a point um where we're not going to be able to tell what's real and what's fake, and I'm, like, I don't know if I believe you on that, Sean Favreau, I feel like we can always kind of, we're going to be able to.
0: Yeah, we'll tell. always tell. There's, Maybe like sometime,
1: far, far, far in the future, where it's going to be indistinguishable. But right now, it's very easy to tell. Um, but I still, I don't think it was bad. I think it, and I think it was because it was a deep fake where, like, you could tell like the face was the only thing that was a little bit off, but the rest of it was like oh, that looks like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So I liked it better than I liked the Leia one.
0: So my next question for you: Where do you think season three is going to go? Because I already kind of, I already kind of gave you what my opinion is, and I think that is like kind of obviously what it's building up to which is basically the retaking of Mandalore but like what else do you think is going to happen like what's next for for Din what's next for Grogu what do you think is next for Ahsoka even
2: Bo-Katan
1: yeah well I mean Ahsoka's obviously off doing her own thing um and that'll get explored in her own show I don't know if she'll show back up in the Mandalorian, I mean, she, I mean she might, because her, like I said, her and Bo-Katan have, like, a working relationship where they kind of, like, know yeah. about each other and can help each other when need be. Um Obviously, we're going to Mandalore. Uh That'll happen. I think so. Um I would like to see a more of an explanation, like, not explanation, exploration of the different branches of being a Mandalorian, I guess. Like, like... Where it is right now is that Din is kind of like the last of his kind of creed branch of Mandalore. Yeah, and of I Death would Watch. like to meet another, yeah, another another one who's existing and, and kind of like actually talk through the differences in beliefs between like Bo Katan's branch of Mandalorianism and Din's. Uh, but now everyone's seen his face. So are we going to see his face a lot more and he's going to go back to being Helmet Boy? Who knows?
0: <laughs> Well, that's also the thing um, with this is like, yeah, sure, great. They got Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal does not actually do a lot of the body. I hate to break it to you.
1: Oh no, I know. Yeah, it's no, not know.
0: Pedro Pascal most of the time. <laughs> like he does it for. I know, but stuff, I love. Like, I
1: loved seeing all the behind this. Like when he is actually there, like all yeah. the behind. Like I, I found my favorite picture of Pedro Pascal ever, and it was him standing, and he has his little hood on, and he has the Mandalorian helmet sitting on the top of his head. So it's like helmet face. Oh yeah, and the rest of his body. And I'm like, this is so great. I love you Wait, so much, Pedro Pascal.
0: Sorry, Boba's meowing. I might not cut that out. Stop he's just it, meowing Boba into the into the microphone. He's cute. He's being adorable. He just wants attention. Aww. Yes, I know what photo you're talking about. It's fucking adorable.
1: It's great. Um. So who knows if we're gonna get more of his face?
0: I would um, like to see more of his face. He's got a good face. I mean he's obviously Prince you have to bring
1: Grogu back. Grogu is part of the draw to Mandalorian. Like he's gotta be there. And it's it's gonna be like a decision about like becoming a fully fl- I don't know. It's going to be like an interesting exploration of like is it always doomed if someone has attachments and they become a Jedi or can we do something a little more interesting and see yeah. how Grogu reacts being trained and being also like loving his father.
0: Yeah. I have so many theories about how Grogu can fit into the overarching narrative, but I would spoil so much of Rebels and so much of like just just kind of like my expanded universe knowledge. I don't want to talk about. It. I want to talk about it. Um okay.
1: yeah, we'll save it.
0: We'll save it, but um, yeah. I also want to know what was the biggest surprise for you this season? Because there was like a lot that was like unveiled narratively, a lot of just cool characters coming back. Like, what part of this show got you the most excited and surprised you the most?
1: I don't know. I think I'm always just am just the most excited about like the 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 like concrete evidence of the bond between Grogu and Din. That's always really nice, like yeah. being able to hear like i think i I think I told you this off off pod, but I like don't ever want grogu to speak I feel like it would ruin
0: him I think you're right you're you're right in but
1: that. i I like that he's still able to communicate in a way um and it's to literally everyone well not everyone but like other people outside of din like he's not able to communicate with din and he might not ever be able to but like but he is
0: though he's able to communicate to him yeah like like (laughs) like
1: they're they like have such a bond that they're able to like connect that way but like being able to hear it through like a third party like when ahsoka was talking about it like oh like he thinks of you as his father and like it's clear how much din cares about this baby um, yeah. and the same thing with Luke being like he wants your permission, like he's he doesn't want to like leave without you saying it's okay because he values your opinion and you as a person so much. Um, so like, seeing how that develops, um, and like I said, in relation to his Jedi training, I think it'll be a really interesting thing to explore, and also just the thing that will make my heart happy.
0: Um,
1: um, yeah.
0: I think so I think you're right and all. I think those are great, great uh answers to that question. Alright, so I have just one last question
2: for you. Okie dokie. What
0: like just what are your final thoughts on this season? Like like final in, in as few sentences as possible, review on this season and how it compares to season one.
1: I feel like it's a good expansion on the first season because it was it like followed the same formula where like every episode is a different thing, like a new uh like it's really episodic, but obviously there's the through line of trying to just like get to do something for Grogu. Mm-hmm. um so I like how it expanded on it, where it was just like Mando was helping with a new shenanigan every week on a new planet, a new place. yeah, um but at the same time, this one was like so much more rich in terms of lore and and overarching.
2: And returning stuff that's characters going to be
1: happening, and characters that we've seen before, yeah. So I um, do
2: think
0: that it's like this, you said,
1: I like this one better. Yeah, um,
0: I think that while this season was so good, it did spoil a lot of Star Wars fans by giving them all these huge characters as way more than just cameos. Like we got Ahsoka, Bocatan, Boba Fett, Luke Skywalker, like. Every how many episodes were there? Eight. Half of Mm -hmm. those episodes had major cameos in them, or 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 character introductions, bringing back Fennec from the first one. I'll even include in that. And like, Mm -hmm. I think when you look at a lot of the criticism that came from, like, came to Obi Wan and also to Book of Boba Fett, where they were like, "Where are all the cool cameos? Where are all the awesome characters and stuff?" Like everything that's come after that now is starting to be. Like, people are looking at it through the wrong lens. Like, Mandalorian wasn't so much just, like, a cameo fest as much as it was a starting the stories of a lot of different characters fest, right? While also still telling a really great story in Din and Grogu. Um, but I think that a lot of people are, took the wrong thing from that and didn't see that, oh no, we're setting up a Mandalore arc now. Oh no, we're setting up the Ahsoka show. We're setting up the Book of Boba Fett, which then came to fruition. Like, they just saw it as, yay, Star Wars cameos, ha, 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 and, like, that was it, you know? So then every show that came after that ultimately kind of seems like a disappointment when they're not constantly getting their favorite characters. So mm-hmm. I, I think that while the, I love Mandalorian Season 2, I think it's beautiful, it's so well-written, I do think it was a little bit too much of a good thing, you know?
1: Because now that's what people are going to expect.
0: Yeah. It, it was a really high bar.
2: It set the bar impossibly high. And mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to live up to those promises. You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I hope that's not the case, though. Because that, that's why I loved Obi-Wan. I loved that they didn't bring like, anyone back that was like a surprise. You know, they didn't they didn't do a commander Cody. They yeah, didn't do a I Quinlan did, boss. They didn't do us a teen. Anakin.
1: I only needed Anakin in that and that, that's what they gave us.
0: Yeah, but like that was something we knew going in. Like we knew that Anakin was yeah. going to be in there. And he wasn't even in it for that much. Like I'm glad that they used him as much as he did. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that Kenobi is it's it, it, it's it's has very few flaws in my mind, honestly. I know a lot of people will come at me for that, but I don't care. I really think that it's so close to being a perfect Star Wars show.
1: Aw, oh, dude, I'm but, with you. I really liked Obi Wan.
0: But I digress. Um, Indeed. Those yeah. are all the questions I have for you. Do you have any final thoughts on Mandalorian Season 2, Molly?
1: Nope, just a lot of emotions. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Well, God, we are so freaking over time. Oh, my goodness. We've gone yeah, for so thanks long for on this. Sticking I'm, so around, guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll find some dead air to cut in this. Holy shit. We're almost at two and a half hours. <laughs> my God. Um, but, oh, I love it. I love every second of talking about this show.
2: Warms my I heart. That's
0: great.
1: Um, oh. Well, anyway, yeah. Thanks for making well, it this far if you did.
0: We made it all the way to the end. You made it to the end, and we're proud of you for it. You're an official star weeb, and you can be our friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time,
2: Anna May may the the Force be with with you. you.